All right, what's up, Podcast America? Welcome to episode 43 of the Enlightened Neanderthals podcast. And before we get into show notes, let's talk about the Marvel Universe uh, universe of Electric North Jiu-Jitsu podcast. We have uh, Tyler Stanaway and the Compassionate Viking. Yep. Danny Leyland, the White Belt Mafia. Yep. Will Notel, Patriotic Islander. Yeah. Christy Campbell and... Coffee talk. Yeah. Dude, you're batting a thousand. Am I forgetting one? No. Well, the oh, guru. Yeah. Craig Anderson <laughs> and the endless endeavor. <laughs> oh, man. And let's also give a shout out to our friend Brent Weir at project223.com, who was on last week's show uh, talking about disaster preparedness. And he's got a lot of good information over there as well. Uh, so this is a joint episode we did with Greg that is going to be uploaded on both ours and his platform. Um, it's basically a rant about the government. No, we got the big dog on. We all howled at the moon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it was more of just a big bullshit session, huh? Yeah, but those are the best. I mean. Yeah, people, yep. you're just shouting out ideas. You bounce them <laughs> off each other. It's a good time. I mean, it's my favorite way to spend time is hanging out with a few buds, having a few drinks, and talking shit. I yep. mean, it's just it puts a smile on my face. Yep. All right, you guys, enjoy the episode. Try that. Well, I don't have one. It's right there. I do have one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I. Oh yeah, you got coasters too. Oh, they're just a fancy dancy. They're, they're literally nitro cold brew coffee yeah and beer from guinness yes. yeah dude i thought you were fucking with me no because i was like dude i need some i think i need some caffeine before we get started and you're like yeah i got you coffees right here and i was like ah oh, jordan's little joke because <laughs> not very funny asshole <laughs> 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 he didn't he didn't want to say anything he just smiled and walked out the door <laughs> get the fuck out of here well dude because everybody always says guinness has like I don't know, kind of a coffee undertone to it or something. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This one definitely does. This I one's legitimate, you. huh? Okay. But you know what? Ooh, hear that widget? If That's you, my favorite part of Guinness right if, there. If you take and dump that coffee out, one of these fits perfectly in there, and it looks just like coffee. Yeah. And the cops won't pull you over. <laughs> <laughs> this is absolutely delicious. It's Hang phenomenal, on. If right? it has yeah. a widget, does that mean it has to be poured? No, the widget no. traditional Guinness you have to pour it so it can mix. So the widget, like when you crack it, releases it, it releases the is that exact nitrogen? Yeah, is that what it's is, doing? Yeah. But we're going to talk about the science of the Guinness <laughs> yeah, when we yeah, don't yeah. understand the science of yeah, Guinness. Let, let me read the instructions. I feel like I got a good understanding. Yeah. but I'll tell you this, bro. It is always better when it's on tap. Yeah. So yeah. maybe so that's all beer. I, I think it's supposed to be poured. Ah, you might be right. You are. All it, right. It, well, we're supposed to pour it, but here we are. I'm yeah. hanging out with the enlightened <laughs> Neanderthals, and we're just being degenerates. I got a dude. couple yeah. empty Miller High Life cans. We could <laughs> yeah, cut pour into a pour yeah. in there. Perfect. It even it, man, it's even kind of sweet. Yeah, holy shit, great. we're recording. Yeah, of course we're recording, dude. Right on. I thought we were still bullshitting before the show. Um, well, that's when you always have to push record <laughs> because some of the best content. <laughs> Is for people that don't know they're being recorded. Right. Now I'm going to clam up. Everybody get serious. <laughs> yep. Well, you guys record every week with this on is, the this uh, is the endless endeavor. You got to be very serious and angry. Yeah. What what episode of Enlightened Neanderthals are you guys on now? Forty three. That's a lot, bro. Yeah. 
Yeah. And has it been every fucking week? Is that every, well, pretty we, damn we good? Missed yes. a few like over the holidays, but okay. Shame, but pretty shame on you, dude. Nah, nah, it's no. life. That's also it's mm-hmm. like this is weird having three different people setting aside time to get together to get all three of us in one yeah. room every single week for. And let's be honest, a two-hour show takes us five yeah. hours to yeah, record yeah, because tough. we take breaks and we smoke joints and um, <laughs> like you guys. The the conversation that happens at the pee break a lot of times it's like damn it we should have been. Recording. Yeah, um, but we walk out of our studio, you know. <laughs> we should just get headphones with little transmitters. So I can tell the the Neanderthals are used to mics where the top is the recording window. Oh shit! On those ones, it's the front square. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Okay. So you might have to adjust it a little bit. But no, like Skyler was talking into that one the other week, and I could barely hear him. I was like, dude, talk in the top. I'm like, oh okay, your your guys is say the, it with your chest, opposite. Skyler. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him out there get blast doubled. Is that better? Oh, that is better. Yeah, that's way better. Yep. There we go. You got to be right up on those ones. Yeah, right up on them. I'm going to get the Sure 7 soon. Like the nice ones that just, you drill a hole in the table and then they live here. Like an articulating arm. Yeah, yeah, it's time, bro. It's it's only been fucking three years. Yeah, I think you have a a legitimate podcast. You can can now. It's crazy you saying it's only been three years, but it's like you have a room with like fan art dedicated to it. Dude, it's it's like the amount of stuff in that time. Like we're getting close to a year. And it's like, it's nuts how the show's kind of developed its own culture, like consistency, mentality. There's just a unique thing that sets in and it's resonated with you and your fun, And it's gotten funner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where it's at. So a podcast is inevitably going to become almost like its own entity, right? Yeah. And it doesn't matter, like, we were talking about when you first started about, like, how many downloads you get. Like, obviously, you want the show to grow. You Not want many. to be successful. But I'm saying, like, <laughs> if you're getting consistent downloads, that means there are people out there that want to consume you. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, And, and that's fascinating. It's cool. Mm-hmm. There's you know? been enough messages from people who are, like, uh, legitimately expressing that they look forward to Friday morning, their commute. Like they're, yeah. like, they're like, you guys are now the ones we look forward to. Like I can't Friday morning. I want to open it up and see what these three boneheads are talking about. (laughs) Yeah. But I think the reason I just listened to, uh, I forgot we were texting a week or two ago and I was listening to you guys and it's your guys's podcast is very much like, Hey, I'm just, I'm sitting at a table with these guys and we're having fun and we're bullshitting, but also going through like, sometimes it's serious topics. Sometimes it's, you know, it's like real life. But still, you just you just pull up a seat at a table to real life. Yeah, and I think that that is the art that people enjoy. Yeah, you know, and what we're recording is not different than, you know, if you were sitting, you know, shit, twenty minutes ago, we were sitting at the picnic tables outside the gym. The conversation was no different, and <laughs> it, it's not it's not a staged thing. It's just the well, way and, it is. and dude, like, I just saw a thing talking about like the percentage of adult men that have nobody they consider a close friend. I've been real. I've been, I've been bumping into more and more people like that, mm-hmm. I guess maybe through training Northwest. And it, it makes it, uh, it makes me sad when I actually think about the fact that, you know, as I'm, as I'm running into more people like this, like, like, holy shit, there really are, uh, because we live in our bubble where well, we have, I've always had close friends from um, sports in high school to the army to, uh, mountain biking, uh, mountain bike racing to now the jujitsu gym. I've always been doing something that has kept me in a tight social group. But all those things that you just mentioned required you 
to kind of go out there and do it. Yes. Yeah. 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 And that is where the circles are found. Right. Yeah, you're right. And now we live in a society where most people are sucked into their phones 24 yeah. yeah. seven, me included. Like I fucking, I'm addicted to that thing. And I despise that thing all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very similar to a woman, <laughs> <laughs> but like, fuck man, they get sucked right in there. If you don't take the time to build a community that's of, decent like-minded people you inevitably just get sucked into the fucking toxicity that is twitter and shit like that yeah you know yeah but even but it doesn't even necessarily have to be like-minded because there's like things that like michael say that i'm like eh, shared struggle but i also know that mike is never coming from a place of like fuck you yeah yeah. you know what i mean so it's always it's nice to have like people that have a little different flavor yeah but they can i guess when i say like-minded it's not like a bunch of clones of each other, like second Ranger Battalion was for us. Yeah, you know, I mean, you're not going to have like much diversity and conversation and opinion and stuff. It's like yeah. we all want guns, we all want to get drunk, and we all want to fuck hot chicks. Yeah, and if you don't like that, fuck you. My people, never mind, never mind. I love those guys. <laughs> but also, the older you get, it's. <laughs> I say it all the time. You're like, also 19 years old, yeah. and you don't have any life experience to fall back on. So you're literally just thinking about the things that are interesting to you at that moment. Yeah. But like the jujitsu Academy is fuck man. There's a million, we got a guy for that personality. We got a guy for that. You know, just before you guys got here, Jordan and I were sitting here watching all the Sunday night, uh, Nogi guys walk in and commenting on like, well, here's, here's this eccentric personality. Oh, here. Okay. Here comes this guy. Look at like this. You know what I mean? <laughs> like jackass. <laughs> <laughs> and like, but it's all these different, like weird personalities who all show up here and who are all best friends. Yeah. And, and have your fucking back. And it's uh-huh. really fucking fun to yeah, watch. Yeah. But I think that also goes back to like Liberty and Liberty is openness. And even though you guys are in these Ranger community and high speed kind of guys, you two are both fucking hippies. Mm-hmm. And I think hippies and like libertarians having, as long as you be you, you can be you if it's not affecting me in a negative way. Nathan Nathan said that after we got back from deer hunting, or actually I think it was on the way home as we're driving home. He goes, I kind of I like that like you and Greg and all your friends, like you're, you're not what other people's dads or veterans are like. You guys are kind of like hippies. But you're also tough. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Bro, being a hippie and being tough, those things should not be mutually exclusive. That's a yeah, myth. Yeah, 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 you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But that's being open. Openness. Like, that's what I'm saying. But like, there was a time when it's like, oh, if you want to question your government, that's just because you're a long-haired hippie. You know, yeah. like yeah. like you're a weaker person because you didn't agree with the Vietnam yeah. War. You know exactly. what I mean? And hippies exactly. started to get some negative connotations. Started when they didn't shower. There's a bunch of savage fucking hippies right out there on those fucking mats. Yeah. Yeah. You know how much tie dyes on that mat right now? (laughs) (laughs) Man, it's cool though. But like, no, it's, it's exactly what you say though. Like, because sure. When we discuss social matters, like you and I especially lean conservative on things and people start to think we're these, I really don't. Here's here's these these radical right wing wackos. And it's like, dude, I don't even know if you guys know this, but we had a transgender kid training here for a while. Like, guess guess what? I didn't care, and I didn't have to. The the one thing that I was concerned about it was a female that wanted to be a little boy, and so 
They she, all get choked out the same. They all get choked out the same. But little boys, and I shouldn't say little boy. She was like 18 in adult class, right? Okay. So if you're an 18-year-old girl telling this team you're an 18 year old White boy belt bob coming at that's you. what i'm saying yeah. right but, but but bro that was on her to decide right yeah and it's just like hey this is what it is freedom but guess what you're also welcome here and i'll be nice to you because you're a nice person you're being nice to me yeah mm -hmm. right like and the thing is too she didn't come in and was uh, like expect he's, special he's treatment. dead he's yeah. dead naming her because she goes by he now uh, okay, I'm sorry. What the right? fuck did yeah, you yeah, even yeah. just say? <laughs> You've heard that, right? No. If, if they go by she, if they go by he now, and I refer to her as a her, mm -hmm. that's like yeah. disrespectful or something. Okay. But the thing is, like, I didn't even know any of this. I just happened to know, um, basically, like a family friend that kind of gave me a little heads up on the situation, right? But I don't care either. And here's an interesting thing: when Will came in here, and he talks about it on a podcast. Uh, last week's episode that hasn't dropped yet he's like bro when i walked into your academy as the only brown guy like i was nervous me too <laughs> <laughs> for him <laughs> no and he, go, and he goes like because like our culture has like my whole life kind of been like hey white man's the enemy white man wants to keep his thumb on you white man wants to keep you down hmm. and he goes and then i walked in the room and like literally I'm the only fucking brown person in the room. And then he goes, I realized like, man, you guys literally don't give a shit. And I said, not only not give a shit, it didn't even register in my brain. Like, Hey, who's this new guy? And, and, and look at that dark skin. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it didn't even register. Yeah. I was like, well, that's not, and I'm not saying that doesn't exist, but they try and paint the picture that it exists everywhere. And no one that I'm friends with gives a fuck, dude. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, but, but even someone like Will that we consider a friend, we all have a relationship with, he even felt it a little bit, you know, that's like, hey, this is the, this narrative has been pushed so hard. Uh, interesting. Yeah. That it yeah. took me a while to realize, like, hey, like these dudes are fucking down with me and I'm down with them. Yeah. To the point where, even he started getting some pushback from his communities. Like, oh, you used to come and drink with us. Now you hang out with them. Stupid like, white guy. Oh, yeah, really? dude. Oh, you know? Shit. But it's like, he, he had to realize something. It's like, dude, it doesn't matter. But we love him. Who people are yeah. culturally. It matters. Like, if the people you're left and right want to uplift you. And he's like, man, as soon as I started hanging out with you guys, I started eating cleaner. I started going to the gym. I started taking my role as a jujitsu guy more serious. He's like, everything started to change when I invested in spending up. time with people that are on a path to being better. Yes. You know? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's like, maybe one day the gym will even have a black person. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get carried away. This is like Steve. Oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> man, everybody. And that's the thing, man. And, and, and Folk knows this, man. We're actively recruiting, if anybody knows one. Um, the, man, the, the truth is, the, the biggest racism that i ever experienced in the military or law enforcement was literally us just busting each other's balls dude oh. coming up with the most racist shit we could find to make fun of daryl brown yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah. and then he'd say the fucking shit right back to us same thing when i was like a cop dude i never saw any of it with any real like racial undertones it's just like dude yeah the guys I, on my team I've, are mexicans yeah. and i can make fun of you for that yeah, ex yeah exactly like at some point it's yeah. endearing 
If they're the not busting your balls, that's yeah. when you need to be worried. Yeah. yeah. The reality is if you don't talk to the people I don't like are the people I do not talk to at work. Mm-hmm. If I don't say a word to you at work, that's when you know I don't like you. Mm-hmm. If I walk up and I'm like, what's up, Beaner? <laughs> that means we're bros. Yeah. Yeah. And, and everybody, the, the reality is people will hear that and be like, oh, we can twist this and, and record this and put it on Instagram and make him sound bad. But every fucking man knows that that's how we talk to each other. That's how we fucking talk to each other, dude. And Um, I I actually feel really lucky sometimes that I work in construction because I I think it's one of the very last places in America where you can be like masculine on the job site and not get in trouble for it. Well, bro, and I on the episode, I, I couldn't imagine working in an office cubicle environment right now and having to be politically correct. Day in. Oh my God. It's impossible. HR. Every afternoon. It would be the word. You'd be in detention after work. You even know, like, say say you started in that environment when you're 24 year old, 24, Jesus, 24 years old, right out of college. Just don't say femininity. Yeah. Yeah. Femininity. (laughs) I can't even. (laughs) Yeah. I can't even say. I feel like Um, you'd have like a bullet (laughs) drop chart on your wrist of pronouns. No, just to get along with people. Say your life experience was different so that coming out of high school, what if I had gone to college and not become a ranger and then gone into that cubicle world where all you know is political correctness and you're, you're legit, you're sort of socially isolated because you can't be yourself and nobody around you can be themselves. You don't actually know the people who you interact with day in and day out because you're all fake for the sake of being politically correct. And that is one of the reasons why people are emailing Greg and saying, I have no friends. I have no connection. I have no community because nobody is fucking real. They're all suppressing Mm -hmm. their thoughts because they're afraid of getting in trouble with the the fucking uh, woke thought police. And the the irony of all this is 95 percent of people are walking on eggshells because of the five percent which includes a fraction of a fraction of a percentage of actual like people that are part of a minority community or people that are part of like lgbtq it's a small fraction of white karens that are looking to get offended yeah over anything and now everybody else walks on eggshells for a few of them in the yeah, office. Because they're a bunch of bored-ass housewives. <laughs> yeah. They got nothing yeah. better to do than walk around the HOA and write fucking notices because Steve's yard is too long, and they they have no purpose in life. Bro, I got a fucking photograph of my boat yeah. mailed to me Jesus. from the HOA saying, uh, you, you can't have boats in your driveway. And it's like, dude, not a knock on the door, yeah. not a, hey, what's up? Like who took it, the time and bro, it was in an email. It's yeah, easier exactly. how, how many emails went around that like, Hey, Greg Anderson down at house number, whatever it, he's got a boat parked and, and there's like six of them. They're like, okay, somebody go take a picture and then we'll, we'll file a report with the board and then we'll send them an email with a pic. You, okay. We'll walk. No, I don't want to walk it down there. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> like, we'll yeah, send him dude. an email with a picture of his boat in I mean, his <laughs> driveway and tell him he's it's like, what the fuck? Do you not have real problems? I know, bro. But dude, that's why like um, I've been talking about last couple of weeks, the Forge Ferocity online accountab- accountability network that I'm building. It's exactly for this. Start beating up HOA presidents. <laughs> no, because bro. <laughs> that's, that's one of the fucking when workouts. We, <laughs> recordings through the when we fucking <laughs> When we sit down and have um, weekly team meetings like this, 
they're going to be rooted in reality and you can have fun and you can laugh and you can say things that are a little off color. Like I I'm, drink you, a few beers, dude, yeah. talk a little shit. I have people yeah, that are like, right. <laughs> I'm sure you guys, what did Susan say at the water cooler this week? <laughs> you guys have probably got this too. Fucking where bitch, people are like, her. Hey bro, I love your show, but man, be careful. Cause you're, you're, you're pushing, you're, you're starting to encroach yeah. on that line. And, and I don't what? give a what fuck, line? dude. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, Let's wow. encroach what on that line. line. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking tired of the line. You've already had the FBI knocking on yeah. your door saying, I need to talk to you oh, about, a YouTube, to talk to you about a YouTube video. <laughs> Fuck hey, you. You were so nice to them, dude. <laughs> I, it, they did catch me off guard. and I. Well, that's what they want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I, I didn't roll over. I was I kind of, I, I was thinking more from a like, they're trying to entrap me. They're trying to get, because the, the female kept asking me questions like, what a bitch. What, yeah. How yeah, is exactly. Epstein's <laughs> Island? <laughs> Shouldn't you be at home raising your children? Um, she kept asking me things like, what was your, what was your mindset when you were headed to this ambush point? And I was like, what? I didn't head to any ambush point. I talked about hypothetical situations on a camera. And so, and it, she asked me probably five or six questions like along digging. those lines. And yeah, I was bro. like, I said, I think these are what you call leading questions. And you're trying to put words into my mouth. And yeah, because when they fucking prosecute you yeah. for, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, an elite spinning up an insurgency, exactly. they can say, well, you know, when I talked to him in, in 2022, he was of the mindset of, yeah. you know, and yep. then like yep. that I'm really fed up with the government and I just want to attack them. Yeah. Uh, you know? I'll, I'll give you plenty of ammunition. You don't need to go like, like lead me into it. Trust me. So, I, I say plenty of shit that they could use against me if they wanted to. And one of the funny things is that it is half our the listeners, last, though. So <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But you know what? They, all, they're all they're required to listen, and they're probably charging Down, the taxpayers overtime to do it. So. Downloads or downloads. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, share, subscribe. We keep saying. <laughs> um, the last year and a half, as I've gone, I've legitimately gone from being atheist to being spiritual. Mm -hmm. But as you start to become more like as you find your spiritual center and you start to not like truly not care about things like death it's it's not even a concern what what's more of a concern is not living on my terms yeah. and then you start thinking about authorities and and how the government or any entity you want like whoever has authority over you and you say it's only because i let you and so more and more i'm realizing that I just do things that I want to do, and I don't ask permission. I don't give a fuck if the state requires a license. I don't yeah, care yeah. if there's a fee for that. I don't, I don't fucking care because I, I no longer respect their authority. They have so abused their authority that it is no longer respected by me, and I'm not going to give them the the honor or the respect of obeying their rules. And, I just do whatever the fuck I want. And, bro, okay. that's not being, like, a, a revolutionary or, no, or no. fucking, like, I'm, I'm just I'm trying, trying to be reasonable. To, I'm just trying I'm, to be it's, me. It's now more reasonable to say fuck it and do what I want than it is to try to jump through all these hoops and realize that they'll never, that, like, there's an intentional uh, diminishing of someone who's trying to make their own life. They do not want you self-employed and sort of self-sufficient. They want you dependent on, or they want you in financial slavery and dependent on systems and handouts. 100%. And anytime you say anything that would make someone just take a step back and be like, or even try to do anything like again, trying to get training Northwest up off the ground and start a business. And you just run into like, you know, red flag after red flag, dead just end, file this. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. like, you know what? I'm not even going to do it. I'm just going to go run this business 
and not ask permission. Well, let me get it off the ground before you guys start trying yeah. to fucking weigh me down. <laughs> but but you they know? don't want it off the ground because no. then you become self-sufficient. And bro, not only like in our case, it's tons of red tape with the county yeah. and with the state. You know, th those are the white men that uh, the black guys are talking about. <laughs> Will? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Those motherfuckers, not us. Yeah, but no. one time I remember you saying, Tobin, that um, like, America as is at a big lack of innovation at the moment yes. because it's due to restrictions. Yeah, they stifle Res innovation with all these restrictions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it makes you wonder what, like, maybe the United think, States think could about be what, if think about what came out of California when California was the idealistic California, not what it is today. Nineteen seventy-five California, when there were there were it was a liberal mecca because there were no restrictions. Yeah, if you were Farming, Carol, yeah, if yeah. you were Carol Shelby and you wanted to build the baddest ass car that had ever been created, yeah. and you didn't want to deal with the man, government yeah. restrictions, you went to California and built a Shelby Mustang, and now it's the complete polar opposite of that where if you want to be mike kozak and build start a lawnmower a, start a, yeah start a mexican food truck tax for that, carbon that sells yeah. weed out the back <laughs> <laughs> strictly fentanyl i know what's in demand right now now now, now, now you've got to pay 16 different licensing agencies and have four inspections you know what i mean it just yeah. goes on and on and, and, on and where the thing that sucks about this is it's it's the frog in the pot analogy. Yes. Because this has been going on for probably decades. five decades yep. to where now, if I want to start a jujitsu gym in my backyard, which is what this place is, yep. fuck, yeah, you, you can't do that. Const constant battling. You with, can't do yeah, that. Exactly. Think about you know? that. Well, to try and to teach people how to roll around on a mat in the evenings in your own property has become this giant hurdle. That's going to cost me so much fucking and money why? dude why why does the government need to restrict people coming to greg's backyard to roll around on a map well that's the thing and, and you know what they kept saying to me because they want to act like oh look we got the community's best interest he's like well what if you were costco what if my aunt had a dick she'd be my uncle motherfucker i ain't costco <laughs> this is a one-man business teaching you what if you were well you know the reason that we can't just allow things like this greg because what if you just wanted to put costco in the backyard of your house and it's like shut the fuck up yeah, dude that's not what we're talking yeah exactly right? that's not well, there's what we're no talking nuance about. there right yeah. there's it they you start looking at it from because I get where they're coming from from uh, with the Costco analogy. Yeah, when you start to backwards engineer this whole thing, you go, okay, well, what what does that mean? Like, oh, at one point you guys needed to put a restriction on something for this, and then that person didn't want to lose their job, and because they moved it down the line for another guy, and then next thing you know, there's so many different people things have to go through well, not to actually that, get to a point where we can have a place like this well, that they think that they think. Everybody needs to fucking put their hand on it, and they yeah. don't. And and they but get they, to tell you, you know, what to on. do. Oh yes, yeah. they they want to because they want to hey. validate their, their job existence. because yes. they need to keep their jobs. Yes. So and that's they, what happens. Can, and as soon as they see someone, because bro, I'll show you the list. Jenny Jenny typed out an annual uh, income list of fees. No, no, the <laughs> annual income that Electric Jiu Jitsu generated from 2015 until last year, and it didn't break 20 grand for fucking six years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I thought all business owners were rich. And so notice that it wasn't a big deal when, when electric jujitsu was making 300 or when it was making fucking 20 grand. Yeah. But as soon as it's making over 200, yeah. fuck yeah, let's get him. Let's get in. Right. Bracket. And, yeah. and they that's literally, you, well, they literally you know said to me, they literally money. said to me verbatim, 
Well, here's the deal, Greg. It's just getting a little too big. I said, what the fuck? I said, (laughs) I was in law enforcement for a long time. And I know when you're talking about anything with any legality, any legal purpose, the verbiage is important. Okay. So you can't just call me and say, I'm a little too big. Am I allowed 50 cars a night on my property? Is 51 where it now encroaches on a little too big? They couldn't answer it because there's not anything. They keep it arbitrary. So it's always moving the goalpost to suit whatever their their current needs are. And it's fucking, it's insane, dude. It's insane. They listen too, by the way. Well, bro, it also like... Oh, I know. That. I know. That. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> because, really, because those because those motherfuckers, when I talk yeah, to be, them, between the DHS, FBI, and the county, this is like sixty percent of our listenership now. Yeah, Good, isn't that right? so weird? Like All my twenty twenty four sponsors re upped. So thank you, <laughs> thank you for that. No, but I think about it like um, to take my boat out on the on the water. It has to be registered with the county. So now they own the ocean. No more. You know, why why, do, why no does more. the government own the ocean? Yeah. Yeah, they don't. They fucking don't. Or how about um, to go to to go out into the mountains? You, you got to have a forest parking pass, yeah. and you have to have a a whatever recreation pass yeah. for the mountains. Yeah. Well, like, hang on. This this is what people need to realize when they hear us saying this is that when you say it's literally a racket. This is this is a mob protection scheme. They're literally yeah. telling you we won't beat you up and throw you in a cage. If you pay us a fee to go for a hike. Yeah, that's right. Hey, you want to take your family boating and go catch some salmon for a day? If you pay us a fee, we won't take your boat away from you and impound it. That's right, dude. And that that's literally what it comes down to. It and is the, it is a and racket. I'm, and I'm fucking sick like when people try and defend and be like, well, the, the state maintains the roads. How much more of my tax dollars do they need and to well, maintain well, the roads? Like $40,000 <laughs> yeah. to get a few miles of the road taken care of. You know, here's, here's what is starting, I think, to happen is people are starting to wake up to the fact that there's a whole, and I, maybe it is the generation of us who fought over in the Middle East are starting to look around and go, we don't live in a free country. Make me. Make me, motherfucker. Yeah. Because I, I, I walk her every time I see a police officer out of their car now, I'm eyeballing them because I want to know. Uh, and I, I told these guys, but I walked out of a uh, grocery store in Marysville two weeks ago. And here's a cop out of, I can't even say his or her car, because sexually androgynous with the physicality of a 14-year-old boy. And I thought, hmm. Imagine this person walking up to my driver's window and being like, I need you to step out of the car. And I said, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Sir, I need you to step out of the car. If I do, one of us will die here on this roadside. Bro. And I've, I've got a pretty fucking confident feeling it won't be me. And I think about that shit almost daily, dude. Yeah. Because it's like, all right, 10 years in the profession. Congratulations. You're now the enemy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and dude, like they did. I've said it on the show a million times. Most police officers are good motherfuckers, right? Yep. But what they're doing is they're purposefully diluting they're, they're recruiting people who are easily, easily controlled. They, they want to believe they're doing something good. Well, because I would say they have a good heart, especially and over the so, last couple of years. Well, COVID, but, but they tell them, Hey, you are on the, as long as, as long as someone is reinforcing to them, Hey, you're on the right side, you're doing the right thing. They don't dig deep. They don't think for themselves. They just appreciate the affirmation. And 
they move forward like even if they kind of know it's a thin veil like they're they're going, they're saying yeah they're like okay no i believe i'm doing the right thing even if there's that 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 thought in the back of their yeah. brain that's like hey you should pay a little closer attention they're like no 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 we're doing the right thing our boss said we're doing really and my well. check cleared yeah. exactly yeah Seven seventy percent of the armed forces hang are on. obese right now. Yeah, I know. So hang on. So those same people, the same people who they're relying on to be the enforcers, who have that sort of like that little feeling in the back of their mind, but but the front of their brain is saying, "No, you're doing the right thing. You're being affirmed for this." The moment they run up against people like you and I, in a imagine thirty of us who just said "fuck off." The moment those people who don't have true conviction, because the people on our side have true conviction, and this is the power of the true believer, right? It's why the Taliban, after 20 years of war with us, follow, are, victorious. are pre precluded by 20 years of war with fucking Russia. Guess who's in power in Afghanistan yeah. in 2024? Because they were true believers. And when you're a true believer, you have staying power because you don't give a fuck. There is nothing for you but death or winning. Fuck yeah, and dude. when when the little yes men are told to stack up on your door and there's 30 true believers in that building, they're all going to go, hang on a minute. Uh, I think I, I think I got covid today, boss. Don't don't think I'm going to make this one. And that's more and more. So I'm, I'm circling all the way back around again. I think people are uh, are waking up to the fact that we have a lot of power in our conviction and in our numbers. Yeah. more power than they've ever imagined yes mm -hmm. and to the point like I, I always bring up the christopher dorner um example who was a a former cop that just kind of went postal he had his his fucking office space moment where he's just like fucking i'm done <laughs> yeah. right? just started Beat shooting the like xerox machine you say yeah, yeah. yeah postal went started shooting or yeah i went and started shooting people oh shit and bro it was when i lived in los angeles yeah from fucking Los Angeles to Big Bear along the 91, San Bernardino County, LA County. Like, bro, cops were so fucking scared. You can look this up. Oh, yeah. They yes. were shooting into they were yes. shooting into cars that just matched the description. Yes. Bunch of Asian women, yes. I think. Yeah, bro. Hit. Yeah. And they didn't even get in trouble. Yeah. Because bro, we're like, what doesn't dude, we're trying to get Christopher Dorner today. Authorized force. Yeah, yeah. authorized force, dude. <laughs> Sorry that I didn't ID a target and I just shot oh, into the shit. wrong car on multiple occasions. Miss Kim. But you guys don't understand. There's a madman out there and I watched it shut LA down. Yeah. And yeah. that's one well, dude. Remember with, the DC sniper too. Yeah, same shit. Yeah. And, and these are fucking these are fucking cheese dicks, bro. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's like without even really a plan other than I'm, I'm just going to go out and cause some chaos. Yeah. You know? It wasn't strategic, it wasn't tactical, and you can shut down entire cities. Like this is what I see happening though. I think I was actually talking to someone about this this morning because he sent me a text message and said, dude, I feel like you worry about a lot of things. It's like, motherfucker. I don't worry about I, I don't worry about I anything. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. Let's be yeah. very clear. I'm not worried about a motherfucking thing. But uh, I think I think this summer the grid goes down. I, I hope so. You know, right. I had this thought. This yeah, morning. I think so. I hope I, so, I hope too. So. <laughs> because. Oh, no. No, no, no. I, I, I was over at uh, at Jen's house the other day, and it's like the kids are on their tablets and playing their fucking PlayStation. And. Sounds cool. Yeah, I was like. <laughs> that sounds nice. Fun. This is. Chill you know what I mean? I, I don't hang out with them that often. And so when I do, it's like, hey, let's, let's play. Let's play Uno or let's play a board game or something so that we can 
converse and some interact. physical world yeah. stuff. Yeah. And it's like, they just want to be on their screens. And I was like, you know what? I kind of hope the fucking grid goes down so that everybody can get off of fucking Facebook <laughs> and get back to sitting out in the fucking yard yeah. and yeah, talking but, to each but other. Bro, here's the thing. We've reached the point now. Society has reached a point where we're so dependent oh, I know. on the, I know. On the I know. grid that when it does go down, oh, I'm aware that most people will die. I just want me and my kids. So this is what I'm going to do. This is, this is my plan. Oh, I can't. Is <laughs> I'm literally going to recluse, yeah. like go out to the property, focus on building. We're going to have two things. We are going to have a fucking 100. Uh, 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 there will be security 100% of the day active in our fucking predetermined positions, yep. 24 seven around the clock security challenge and pass. And if you get it wrong, you're taking one yeah, to the dome, dude. Clapped. Sorry. Right. But I'm not going to, I don't want to push outward at all. I don't want to go on fucking like HK fuck go, go, let's go after these guys. Oh, it's no. our time to no. do whatever we want. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to recluse for literally two years. Yeah. And I'm going to fucking let the cities, all the inner cities are literally going to eat themselves. Yeah. Like here's, here's our problem is going to resolve itself though, is you won't know. No, because you're if, right. If the grid goes down, all communication other than very close range will probably cease for a long time. But it depends and on so, how the grid goes down. Yes. If, yeah, it, if it's a situation, if it's a situation yeah. like uh, the Metcalf attack, you know, where they, where they'll attack substations or something like that, or, or something of that nature, which, Hey, let's, be honest, there's plenty of people in this country uh, who we don't know about are here yeah. uh, that could do that yeah. if they wanted. Uh, something like that happens, then there's going to be communication, right? Because then we're going to have electronics. We're going to have all the stuff we need to have communication or charge batteries or have our little electronic situations. But if there was a EMP that happened. Everything's out. Everything's screwed. Yeah. So it depends I, I on which, which the grid global, down situation. A global EMP that can't yeah. be can't be recovered from. Yes. Just so that just to keep my kids off their hey. fucking video games. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, you're never gonna know what Zelda does at the end level, motherfucker. Back, back to the fucking Stone Age ages. Yeah. And yeah. that's where we'll thrive, dude. Yes. I think that we would be all be so much happier living like uh pre-industrial 100 percent It's gonna turn the century. And I've even told I've told my kids this verbatim. I'm like you're gonna be hungry sometimes. You're gonna be cold sometimes. On on Wednesday night, you're not going to Chipotle. We're grilling banana slugs. Ooh, I'm not eating slugs. Yeah, I, be, nope. I bet you ain't eating slugs. Then don't. <laughs> yeah. You know, we'll, we'll see. Because our breakfast property in the just doesn't have probably a, be banana slugs. It, it doesn't have a lot of squirrel. It is what it is, right? And then we adapt to that. We build our fucking cabins. We learn to fucking like read the waters and fish the streams and the river and like. We start to live life how life is supposed to be lived. Yeah. Then, then we go on the offensive and we sweep across the country like <laughs> Alexander did when he took over the Persian Empire, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Right an elephant. Yes, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like, have you have you guys seen that new Alexander series on Netflix? No. no. So it's one of those series. I don't know if you guys like these. They're literally my favorite. Where it's it's half a movie and half historians talking to you about. Oh, oh yeah, the battles. Yeah. Oh, it's like a docu series. A docu series, yeah. Okay. It's, it's like a new thing. The first time I watched that, I was like, oh, I, "Get that bitch off my screen!" I'm watching a movie, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cut <into my> <laughs> <laughs> and now, bro, I what I've re what I've realized. Women talking through the movie all the time, <laughs> bro. I learn, I learn, and I retain the way that they break those down. It's like, yeah. hey, you get to get engaged by watching it and yeah. having like this emotional response. 
and then they talk you through it. And bro, that fucking dude, he literally was just like, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. And all of his generals and all of his closest confidants are like, dude, you're the fucking king of Macedonia. Like, you're good. Like, I don't give a fuck, dude. I'm going to take over the western front of the Persian Empire. And he went and he did it. And the fucking, this is how egregious, this is how crazy it was, is that the Persian king came with his army. Well, do you know who they bring to battle with them? The, the Persian kings and the royalty? No, they bring their court with them. Oh. So he brought his wife and his sister and like the royal court and the royal tent. Alexander <laughs> circled around and abducted those motherfuckers, made his wife Alexander's wife. Even fucking knocked her up and shit, do. bro. That's what you do. And she the, loved it. And bro, she did love it. Of course and, she did. And That's the, a real man. And the, <laughs> the king Some of Persia. Soy boy. The king of Persia <laughs> fled. Uh-huh. Like I said. Yeah. He fled yeah. when Checks that dude out. has your wife, right? So that so that his name was King Darius the Third. He sends a letter to Alexander is like a fucking letter. I can't uh, read, yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Hey, and it says, Hey, you've you've successfully conquered our entire Western Front. You even you even control down into Egypt now. Um I'm literally happy to just fucking have a call it a truce, handshake. Congratulations, you took a substantial portion of my empire, but let's just live our days in peace. And again, all his generals are like, you did it. You conquered the Western front of the Persian empire. Now they want to give it to you. And he just goes, stop, like fucking stop. And then, hey, start to his scribe. Start writing my letter in response. You ready? No. <laughs> I'm coming to kill you. So the entire Persian empire is mine. Uh, yeah. Like, when did that stop, dude? No. Yeah, you know well, it hasn't. It's just re that's why it's hot at the moment. The yeah, power. Right. That's what power is. What is like the Roman Empire conquered? You have the Russian Empire. You, know, you have the British Empire. You know conquering land and taking over resources is what humans have done all throughout we, history. We have an American Empire right now that's yes, crumbling. Yes, yeah. yes, and, and so what you're seeing is what is power? How is power holding on to things? But uh, yeah, just now you're right, bro. And now, like, everybody's starting to see the American Empire, the American crumbling, Empire crumbling. And all the dogs are fighting. And everyone's positioning table. for what's yep. next. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, it's crazy to me that for since the beginning of time until very recently, though, the men, i.e. Alexander, dude, he was like 21 when, he said, when yeah. his dad died and he assumed the throne. Yeah. And he said, I'm taking over the Persian Empire. Come and stop me. And he led from the front, literally yeah. in the front with the horse leading the fucking charges, right? But you know what? Leadership is leadership. And that's the other reason why I don't have a lot of anxiety over the current situation. Because, because they hold no leadership. They have zero leadership. Ability. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's another reason why it's all crumbling is that we are being led by people without leadership ability. And it's becoming very obvious. And every time I've ever been, like we're talking micro macro, but- like think of my, my CIA contracting days, every once in a while we would have someone put in to like a leadership position who was not a strong leader. Very quickly they'd be sort of eaten and pushed aside and somebody else would take the place as the team leader. Um, and this, you know, what, what's going on at the government level is like a macrocosm of that where we're seeing this weak leadership over the last, it's been, honestly, it's been decades 
and it's creating World this, War this fucked up situation. Yeah. Like, yeah, this society is crumbling underneath it. And I think right now what we're witnessing is them just desperately trying to hang on to power. And they're they're yep. they're they're cranking down because it's all they have left. You get to see the media be like <laughs> yeah. it, you get to see the media being like the last yep. bones of what's holding this up. Yep. Yeah. Because everybody's it like when that happens, like you you see it. The media is what's pushing all their fucking bullshit and everything else is falling apart around it and yeah like you said the fucking the the wolves are circling yeah and they see it and they're yeah. just like come on come blood is on, blood on. is in the water and sharks are circling because and it's you can't at this point they're trying to say there's no blood in the water yeah but but the blood is in the water mm-hmm. and we know it yeah <laughs> i'm just saying dude breaking your lips over there <laughs> buddy calm down and then we have these people you would think, I mean, like you're saying, blood is in the water, right? And we can talk about all this egregious shit that's happening. And another bill that got proposed, I think, yesterday for another $20 billion for fucking uh, Israeli security. Like, no. okay, while well, our border's wide open, yeah. right? They also attached $15 billion in Ukrainian aid to their measure to secure the southern yeah. border. Yeah. 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 It's like, oh, you're not voting for this? How un-American are you? If you want to pay Fuck you. to secure our border... You got to pay to secure somebody else's border, right? Like, what the fuck are we even talking about? And that's because it's all these years of backdoor deals that they got to fucking they got to fucking come through on. And bro, it, I did you see like two weeks ago there was a fucking senator that's I'm pushing a bill to make it illegal to own or operate glue mousetraps. Super inhumane, right? Fuck. Like, bro, have you ever had an infestation of rodents in a barn? Mm-hmm. Like. You want to know what that's like? What the f- hey? This is what our I'm sending all the blue mouse traps down to the southern border. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> some motherfuckers. So, bro, think about that, bro. You can't have. And he even said, Should "I want to make it." Can, is that possible? Can we line the Rio Grande with like <laughs> three foot deep? I think we could. Dios mios. <laughs> yeah, good Elmers. luck, good luck, motherfuckers, dude. Illegal. When, aye, aye, aye. when I hear a politi- politician say illegal to own or yeah. operate, okay, so now you're talking about enforcement measures. Hey, yeah. that guy has glue traps in his garage. <laughs> yeah, you put them in his attic. Yeah. I see them. Yeah. And break those fuckers away. <laughs> We're gonna get him. And you want him him up? And you wonder why these agencies need eighty-seven thousand new agents, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! And then you saw. Did you guys see Chuck Schumer fucking last week holding the thing of Zen up? Oh yeah, he goes. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna start coming after Zen because Zen targets children. All right, so don't, yeah, don't worry yeah. about the cherry flavored vapes. No, right. Well, or, don't worry about the doctors trying to cut their dicks off. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Those no Zen's what we gotta worry about. <laughs> yeah. Those fucking this relaxed is... teenagers are so gonna bro, go fucking ape shit. So Jenny, we, <laughs> Jenny saw that. We we heard that fucking him say that on on the news, and she goes. Oh, well, he obviously has investments with like other tobacco companies and Zen because Zen is literally just nicotine. Yeah. Right. So it must be hurting the tobacco companies that he's in bed with. Oh, Oh, there has to be something going on, right? That's his home state. Well then, so then, uh, do you guys, do you guys follow the page political tracker? No. 
it's cool, man. It's is that like, the one that tracks all their donations? No, it tracks all of their uh, investments. investments. Oh, yeah. And it's like, hey, like if you want to get rich, just track Nancy Pelosi or Dan yeah. Crenshaw because they never, ever, 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 just ever, ever don't take more than like a 30% fucking... Gain. gain a year, right? Yeah. Like oh, their predictions are better than hedge funds. That's what I'm saying. You know, right? you're like, wait, excuse they me. They are so <laughs> smart. You suck at running the company, but you can do terrific. That's on what all stocks. these. Uh, so why are you yeah. running the so company? All these mutual fund managers yeah. we're paying to invest our retirement are doing is they're just watching. Nancy so this Pelosi's guy, this history. guy tracks all of that stuff, right? And he said, he said it wasn't Chuck Schumer, but it was a bunch of his cronies, like in his inner circle. Guess what? They just happened to fucking dump like a couple days before a bunch of stock that is owned by the parent, whatever the parent company is that owns Zinn. Like so they're shorting it. So they're, yeah, they're, they're fucking, for some reason they're dumping it. Yeah. Then they're getting up on their fucking podium and talking shit about it. And I don't know what the fucking exactly is going on, but if you think that the if you think Chuck Schumer is concerned about the health of your fucking gums, pull your fucking head out of your ass, dude. You know, it's fucking ridiculous. But that's part of where we've gotten to with society is it's like just trust the government to do what's right for you. You know, they're they're gonna make sure your food is nutritious and that your healthcare is good and your schools are good and the reality is they're not doing any of that. The the nutrition is bad, the healthcare system is fucked. And the public schools are a goddamn disaster. We're, we're producing retards. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You can't say that word. So then that makes you think, <laughs> though, is that if you're producing retards, is that because culturally something's shifting or the education has let us down? Oh, the what ed- I think- the education is post-industrial, like, create factory workers. And uh, yeah, I was going to say. It's a very narrow conduit. A, but not, is education leading all this culture stuff of LGBTQ something that's so minute that it. becomes a whole curriculum in it, theory? The in public our- education system is a way to control information to the masses. Yeah. So you, you indoctrinate kids their entire childhood in your chosen history, science, you know, whatever, and, and you sort of quash critical thinking by just making everything a bubble choice or bubble test multiple choice test. So you're rewarded for re, uh, memorizing and regurgitating the information that you're given. And But it's know, never it's, two it's, plus two equals two. It's telling that... <laughs> um, Math is racist. Well, there's, there's no... Philo- <laughs> Why is philosophy not taught in high school? Because philosophy wow. gets you thinking about different ideas. Yes. And that's not what the public school system is about. The public school system is not about about critical thinking. But literature is the only thing. I mean, books have complex idea to develop characters and morals and structure and stuff like that. I I would love to see what's on a literature class for a high school senior today. I bet it's one book. So then it's like, do you think it's they're not giving them complex enough ideas to really grow and develop? You are being rewarded to regurgitate the information as it is told to you. So you think that drives culture? Like if you change their education, that leads so much to like, you know, I don't know. How could education not drive culture? Dude, I don't think it's only. You heard it here first. Drop out. (laughs) I don't think it's only uh, (laughs) like what's on the actual curriculum and reading, writing, and arithmetic. You, You know what's missing in culture is any sort of hardships or rites of passage. Like every culture used to have a rite of passage. Like yeah. when you become fucking 14, I mean you and your dad are going out in the mountains or whatever it is. Right. And not that we need to necessarily bring something specific like that back. 
Although it would be I, good. We should. It would be good, 100%. right? But but more importantly, it's just having your life as a child be one where you go through some fucking hardship. Yeah. Like you see those videos of the 1950s. Um, I posted one today, the, the PT the program. P- yeah, the PT program. a speech from JFK where he's saying something about like it's a shame that we would have chubby fat children sit around all week and then go watch their high school basketball team on Saturday night and so consider that their exercise. More than Actually, a, I'm going to pull it up because I want to read yeah, you read the it standards. To I want to read you the standards that they have oh, for high I know. school kids. I saw it was like 30 pull-ups or something. 34 pull-ups Five minute, five yeah. fifteen mile, like making I, fucking studs, right? Yeah. But here's the thing. You can <laughs> make you can my, make people's brains stupid, but what, they, what they're doing first is making our bodies incompetent. Physically weak. Yeah. And bro, if you're a physically weak person, it doesn't matter what's going on in here. You don't have the ability to say, hold on a second, shut the fuck up, right? Yeah. Like anti-bullying 101 starts with a capability yep. that we're not imparting on people anymore. So for high school kids under this La Sierra system, 34 pull-ups, 52 bar dips, 50 handstand push-ups, run a mile in 515, handstand for 45 seconds, swim two miles, and then more. That, those, that's a fucking gnarly standard to hold high that's school kids pool. to. But the reality is, well, here, I, I believe that every 16-year-old boy in America is capable of that. If well, he's being fed right well, and here's has the other thing, been bro. given physical activity all his life there is not a 16 year old boy in the united states of america who could not attain that standard but bro even if it's something that is oh that feels unobtainable good yeah there's a reason there's a reason when the gold standard when you fucking blast a 300 pft people look at you and say oh that dude's a stud right because when you do well that is met with like admiration admiration from Mm -hmm. people and so why wouldn't we say, hey, if you're a 16 year old boy, let's shoot for 515 mile. Yeah. All right. That's what we should be shooting for. Yeah. Well, I can only run a 720. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna Congratulations. <laughs> That's why we're setting the bar at 515. Yeah. But bro, we got kids now, like my kids are, my kids are telling me when they're in public school, hey, it's, a, it's the one mile run today and kids just start walking. Yeah. Like right out of the gates. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. well, I'm not going to sweat. Why would I run? Go fuck yourself. I'm just going to walk, dude. And, and it's like, <laughs> There's, we could talk about that for the next two hours because that's like a problem with disrespecting authority, also disrespecting yourself. Like an opportunity to go challenge your physical body is something that should excite a young mind. Like, dude, I did 20 minutes on my stair climber last week and uh, I came downstairs and I was stretching and Logan, who's eight, said, how many minutes did you get, dad? I said, 20. She ran. She ran upstairs. I'm like, oh, oh she's okay. gonna go get twenty one. She didn't come down until she said, "I just did twenty one and I beat you tonight." <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> "Fuck yeah, that's right!" Awesome. Like that's, but that's since the beginning of time, a friendly competition amongst your friends or your family or setting a, a bar that is hard to obtain. It's yeah. just like in Ranger Regiment, dude. Like there was a lot of standards we were expected to meet. And the dudes that were studs were looked at, hey, you're a fucking stud. And that came with like what you said, admiration. That is the opposite of we're all equal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And now we're trying to pretend everybody's equal. And it's like Rogan always says, you you can't have equality of outcome without the without the equality of effort, yeah. which we can never have. We can never have. So now what do you do with that? You gotta fucking put people that perform at a higher level on a pedestal and say, hey, those are the people that we should be aspiring we to know be. What else, uh, all right, here, I'm, I'm going to take it toward the woo here now because you're packing that cigarette thing. Um, it's not a cigarette thing. In, in the interest of balance <laughs> it's and, a cigarette. <laughs> and the yin and yang of things, 
the universe at both a macro scale and like the very most micro scale of like particles, if everything became the same, would cease to exist. We require balance for our very existence. You can't experience light if you don't know what dark is. If you didn't know what sadness felt like, you would be incapable of understanding what joy felt like because yeah. there has to be a contrast. So this idea that all people can be Just equal get yourself and the a same wife is, and sooner or later you'll find some of that sadness. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it, Jordan. No, no. There's, there's two of us in the room warning you. Uh, I don't need the government. I'm to kidding, tell me. Chandra. I love you. I don't um, need the government to tell me. Right. <laughs> How the fuck I feel. That's no. right, dude. But it, it would be impossible for all people to be equal. And that's that's like the fatal flaw of socialism and communism is that it's no matter how badly these, these people want to scream that they're all the same, they're not. Well, okay, it, it's not possible. Something it's, I, existence would cease. Something I think a lot about equality is like driving factors aren't based off of equality. Two things to evolve for evolution to happen, it has to have mutations and suppression, right? Suppression of existence. If something's constantly attacking you or the sunlight gets reduced, you're going to evolve physically, mentally, emotionally to adapt. That's why we came from monkeys, like rats became monkeys, you know, when the asteroid hit, like evolution is a force that drives change. And when without having that, you're just you're constantly lost you have nothing to push you to be better we talk about jujitsu it's like well if you have a hard training partner that when you roll with and you practice with he makes you level up that's what makes you better mm -hmm. it's the oppression if someone you constantly beat you're not gonna have as finesse a grittier a more established and thought out game than if someone just let you have it yeah. every time Ch change in evolution cannot happen without pressure is what you're saying you yeah know, you, re you require in order for us to grow we require someone to a force us. to stop yeah. us that's yeah. what it is but that's what evolution is so what you're saying is all these motherfuckers trying to put their boot on the back of our neck they're we making us thank so we should strong. thank them as for this, giving us a the gift the the, yeah. Yeah. the endless yeah. endeavor would not exist without them yeah, yeah that's right exactly dude. all right. of this that's is true. form how but that's growth when you have things work in your life that you don't like you have to figure out a way to pivot and to evolve it changes you as a character it might stress you in more ways and change your personality or it releases your personality and it becomes better because maybe you make more money or you feel more fulfilled but you need pressures to change you Dude. so it's a hard thing except negative times bro i fucking i you know tom out there savage fucking yeah. blue yeah, belt fucking tom so i promoted gifted him tom i gifted tom yeah that's, that's what we're gonna start calling so, gifted tom i promoted him to purple belt on wednesday night How and long's he been uh training like yes he's a, he's now he's at like just Much under two deserved. years right much deserved though much yeah, deserved much and deserved. so but i said that almost verbatim during his promotion ceremony i said listen guys there's a couple of different reasons why I'm promoting Tom. One, he's moving, like the Navy's stationing him in San Diego, so he's leaving the team, and I wanted to send him off with having a piece of our lineage, right? Because I don't only I only like to do promotions once a year, but because of these circumstances, I'm going to bring you up and I'm going to acknowledge a couple of things about you. One thing I want to acknowledge is that the value you provided to this team may not been in long in duration, right? But the amount of time you were here, you provided an exceptional amount of value. And that value was found in 
kicking the shit out of the toughest dudes on on my fucking team. Yep. And I looked down the line and it was like Andy, Stanaway, Will, like a bunch of brown belts up yeah. there. And they were all like yeah. <laughs> nodding in agreement. And I said, and you know what? It didn't feel good to any of these guys. It didn't feel good to me. Like Tom's had some success with me. You haven't fucking submitted me yet and you never will. <laughs> but he's been able to sweep me and get on top of me and put me in bad positions. And I said, dude, that is the gift that you provided this team for while you're here. You made people uncomfortable and you made people have to go home and look at themselves in the mirror and be like, what the fuck, dude? I'm not what I thought. And yeah. we need that. Yeah. And we I, need that in life, dude. Yes. yes and it's like, that's why, you know, fucking almost every episode we go off on jujitsu tangents, but that's because jujitsu mirrors life. Yeah, that cool. little feeling out there of fucking a guy that's been training jujitsu for 18 months, sweeping me to neon belly. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck is happening right now? It doesn't even make sense. This is, yeah. I'm mad. This is stupid. Uh, well, you, you can be mad and it can be stupid, but you better fucking figure out how to yeah. get out of here. It's also reality. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's right, dude. And but I, so I think it. that's where they're winning though, is they, that feels shitty though. Like, and we all embrace it. We talk about like shittiness is growth. So if you kind of have that mindset, it's like, yeah, adversity yeah. happens, but you learn how to pivot and keep going forward. When you have softer people or you're trying to create a soft world where it's easy to just tell someone do this or you'll get in trouble. Trouble causes pain. We don't want to deal with trouble. We're constantly going to be conditioned to go soft. That's what eliminating diversity in society, adversity, diversity. These two words, I think, are interchangeable. That's where that whole equity. We want everyone to be equal. No negative outcomes. But it's like negative outcome is life. That's growth. That's evolution. Yeah. And that's what they're making you feel as a pain is inflicted. I should avoid this and just yeah, do what's easier. Yeah. Instead of being like, no, pain is something you should seek and learn to embrace but keep going. Yeah. True pain is how you grow. Yeah. Even in school. Yeah, yeah, bro, hundred percent, dude. School. A night of studying. Uh, I remember yeah, working. Like, dude, your brain hurts, but that's resistance in your head trying to condition thoughts. Finishing a book, but everything is resistance. Wax on, wax off, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, dude, these fucking people, these fucking people that are, for all, for lack of a better better term, destroying America. They're pushing the fucking adversity and the pain. Mm -hmm. yeah. And some people are going to fucking rise to the top because of this. Mm -hmm. There's no other way, yes. dude. There yeah. is no other and way. Because our side has conviction. It, it's a foregone victory. Yeah. I, I believe that. That feels heart. fucking good to say, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, it does. With no fucking fear, no you fear. know? No fear. Did, how far are you on Wrath of the Wind to go? Only like four chapters. But oh, okay. I'm, I'm, that's I'm, I'm three-fourths away. Holy okay. shit. Yeah. It's Dude, it's, it's been yeah. on my list for over a year, but because my pile is like 15 deep, I've always put off buying it until your episode last week. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Buying it, and I'm putting it at the top of the pile. And I read the first four chapters last night with the hair on my arms standing up. 100%, bro. And I feel like. It feels so real. <laughs> Dude, it feels, it feels yeah, like what's happening. I'm it. not disagreeing with you. Bro, he everything, said, everything he said, yeah. that I have been learning in the last year and a half about spirituality and, uh, you know, this Akashic record of all information that ever was, is, yeah. and will be. Like, and the time, all point, like, again, Einstein favorite talk, God talk, buddy. Yeah, here oh, we yeah. go. Here we go. 
the future, the past, the present all exist at all times. The past is not necessarily in the past. We're just not at that. We don't exist at that point right now, but we could, perceive we could it. go there. And so if this man, I'm going to try to get in touch with him and get him on our show. Same. But yeah. What show? Clay Which, Martin. If, if it was given, if this story was truly given to him, which it was, it was probably downloaded to him from the Akashic record and bro. And which means that it exists somewhere yeah. in space and time and or in and, parallel and time. And it feels a it's whole coming. lot like it's written about our little crew. You think dude, they start doing rune castings. Bro. All of a sudden they're talking about bridges. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we got one. There's one right over As there. As a matter of fact, it was written for me. <laughs> Bro, dude, and, and dude, I've, and Tyler, Tyler's talked oh, about that. He's like, it's very interesting how human beings are arrogant enough to think that our brains can create things that mother nature can't create. Right. Well, what's a fucking hard drive? All I have fucking three or 200 episodes of photographs, audio, video, typed notes, like literally fucking records of each episode on that hard drive, right? And Tyler goes, dude, hard drives are made from crystals because they retain information. So the same way that crystals and bones and salts can retain information in in the aspect of how it relates to nature. And it's like- And give and receive. Yeah, yeah. And RCs. Yeah. And and so it sounds crazy to say, but it's the same thing with uh, like what I've said about- um, God, who fucking, one of my buddies, who the fuck? Someone just went to an ayahuasca ceremony recently and said, or no, it was mushrooms. It was mushrooms. Actually, it was one of, one of the kids out here right now. He was talking to me about last night. He goes, dude, I was sitting and we ate all these mushrooms. And then we just looked at each other and our brains synced and we yeah. started talking non-verbally. Yep. You're crazy. You can't do that. Well, bro, you think that we could make something called a Wi-Fi router where I can, I can sit here and talk to you without saying anything, and yep. then you can pick that up and you can see what I thought yeah. through text message. You think that us as human beings can create technology yes. that Mother Nature's enable of creating? So there, there's, on, there's a mm-hmm. pretty strong theory that comes out of quantum physics. When you get deep in the weeds, that is that there is a, like I call it the Akashic record. That's sort of like the, the, the voodoo woo-woo name for it, but then... I guess if you're more scientific, you just call it the information field, which is a two-dimensional plane that is encoded with holographic information of the entire universe. So the information that is Jordan, the information that is this building, the information that is fucking Mount Rainier is all encoded on that two-dimensional plane. And that's where you get to all points in time and space exist always in the future and the present. Like, So the if, if let's say this book is actually a story from the future, it would be encoded on that two-dimensional plane, which could then be broadcast into our three-dimensional world. That's the hologra- uh, holographic universe theory, is that this universe is holographically being broadcast from this information plane that exists in two dimen- in a, a second dimension, which we wouldn't be able to see because we live in the third dimension. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, marijuana all kids. All of that. I started to see eyes glazing dude, over and no. I was like, oh, I'll just stop. Hey, talking. dude, that's exactly what I was thinking, though. <laughs> yeah. You nailed it, dude. Verbatim. I got a crystal in my heart. But, it, but it's why, it it's why Tyler can wake up one morning and be like, I know the runic library. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't study that. He just knew it one bro. day. 
You know what I mean? And so people, you question things. You go, you say, I love Tyler. Tyler says to me, but a person would tell you, Hey, that's not possible. And you go, no, no, no. I talked to Tyler a week ago and he wasn't talking anything about this. And then (laughs) six days later, he explained the entire runic alphabet to me and what each God was associated with and what each thing. Oh, I know. And it's like, and I said, how did you learn this? And he he goes, goes, I don't know. I just, it came to me yesterday. (laughs) So that, that is again. So if you go into like Buddhism and Hinduism, if you can tap your consciousness into that two dimensional plane of information, then you can download things. He so bought- Tyler downloaded the runic library and all its information. I love that. Like we have this belief in each other, but, but while simultaneously being like, you're fucking insane. So dude, me and Tyler were moving forward with, uh, uh, the business idea that, that we were going to kind of do as a team. And he walks in my office one day and he like he has this look of like despair in his mm-hmm. eyes, yeah. and I was like, "Fuck, dude, what what is he about to hit me with, dude?" And uh, I thought he was going to quit the gym. Oh, I, what I thought was happening right now is he had he reached some level of spiritual, I guess, enlightenment for lack of a better term, to where he realized he doesn't need to invest in the physical anymore, right? Because you know that's like the pinnacle, right? I don't yeah. need to be a fighter. I just go to a mountaintop and fucking ohm and fucking yeah. project out into the universe. Yeah. And so I was like, dude, is Tyler done with this place? That's, and he goes, he sits down. I was like, what's up, man? He's like, ah, oh, fuck. And I could tell super nervous to tell me, he goes, I'm going to, I'm going to back out of the, the program that we wanted to launch together because I've had a calling to become something else. And it's a stones and bones shaman. <laughs> bro. And bro, I said, and here he is. Cool, bro. Like, yeah. I'm not upset with you, you yeah. know? But he's like, dude, do you know how hard it was to like tell? I mean, he goes, just imagine. I'm going to one of my best friends yeah. to say, hey, we had these ideas, but fuck those ideas because I'm going to start throwing fucking runes and bones on the ground. Yeah. He's like, yeah. I was nervous to, 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 come, <laughs> basically, to come out of the closet with it, right? He goes, yeah. but I also yeah. had to. I didn't have a choice. Yeah. It's like, dude, yep, I got some fucking crazy motherfuckers. Well, that, we're right back to where Jordan and I were talking about when we were sitting outside before we started, just watching everybody walk in, like, oh, here comes this guy. And, <laughs> oh, here comes that guy. This is all the personalities. Yeah, all savage. No. And all savage. That's yeah. just it, bro. I mean, you got fucking Hayden who, who <laughs> we, builds we, robots. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that, that kid that goes, his extracurricular activity is yeah. building robots. And he'll fucking, if you're untrained, he will kill you. He will kill you. If you're trained. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, If you're trained. If you're trained and his robot will too, I'm sure. I don't know if his robots are anything like him. Maybe he can finally make me my Claymore Roomba. I've been been wanting this thing. Bro, ask him. Because he gets frustrated. I'm sure you've heard me ask him. I ask him to do things for me that are like outside of the realm of his capacity all the time. I love it. Like, Hayden, when are you going to build me a hydroelectric dam out of my property? Uh, I don't build dams, yeah. Professor. Like, <laughs> what could you? And he goes, probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, Hayden will be fucking welcomed with open arms oh, during dude, the fucking apocalypse. Most, most valuable. Because man, his yeah. brain functions on a frequency that's very different than our, the, where our brains yeah. function. Yeah. And we're going to need people like that. Yes. Oh, mm. dude. You know? Most valuable man in Canada. <laughs> yeah. 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 
hey, I, we don't need to fucking man the towers anymore because I built this program to, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to have his robots man the like, towers. He'll be like the white Morpheus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to crack the window so we can smoke this Native American cigarette. Yeah, let's, I was wondering about uh, this. Can let's, we take a pee break? Let me see. No, it. we don't need a pee break. Oh. We need a pee break. I'm, I'm sorry. We need a pee Welcome break. Welcome to right Neanderthals. All right, potty break complete. We're back. Oh, um, I don't even remember where we were at because it's time to smoke a Native Wrath American, a Native American cigarette. But this, for those of you that are watching on YouTube, when Jordan said, "What is this?" I said, "That's a motor." I know what a motor is. I'm an electrician. Right? Well, <laughs> were we recording all that too? No, we were not. Oh, okay. But I, I the this is a multi-wave oscillator. That's what it's called. Yeah. And it puts out a center vortex, which is in the golden ratio. Yeah. And then all these other vortexes are like a different, some different frequency. It's like a coaster for eight beers. Did, did yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gets you in tune with energy. <laughs> and I'm probably saying this wrong, but Lakovsky is the guy that, that invented these. Lukovsky. 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 Um, and bro, it's like a, it's an ancient did, did fucking any of, medicine. Yes. Did that, any of you watch that sacred geometry video I sent you? Yes, probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bro, I can, I can own my brain. I always say like, this isn't a fucking poor me story because my brain works fine, but I don't, ret I can't retain when they're talking uh, in those like all the series on Gaia. Yeah like sound of creation and shit. it's fascinating. So good. And as soon as I watch it, I'm like, I, I would probably have to watch that five or six more times <laughs> oh. just to be able to really kind of digest it. Cause it's yeah. literally fucking blah, 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 yeah. the whole time. And every sentence That's what I feel is like something time, that is dude. something like okay, that so. my brain can barely grasp. And, and these multi-wave oscillators, same shit, bro. And for all the high school kids listening, this is why you should pay attention in math class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and not fucking not do any of your math yeah. and have to do it in summer school in in fucking <laughs> snohomish high school to graduate good for you ah, summer school dude fuck i tell my kids too because reagan is reagan is a mini me is she she fucking hates math she hates schoolwork. <laughs> she's like you said you hated school too i was like i did but i still completed it so now you have to complete it. <laughs> but bro, I actually, I was actually thinking about that the other day. I don't know. Like, when did we determine that a young mind needs a formal education to be a successful person? They don't. Cause maybe, they, maybe, yeah, maybe yeah, that don't. is not. Yeah. Actually, I don't think they do at all. Cause bro, her all. brain. And like, I, I have a little bit of a vision, which I hope Jen doesn't listen to this episode because. <laughs> and I, I mean, <laughs> well, I, now one of her friends is going to send me this right? spot. Um, <laughs> Time stamp. One of the yeah. reasons. 111 on the YouTube video. Toby <laughs> said this. Yeah. With what, a fucking Miller in his hand. I want Training Northwest to grow is I want to become self-employed so that I can homeschool my kids. I want to have my boys with me five days, like, during the work day uh you oh. know uh oh jesus yeah. rookie uh he shook it before he gave it to me i want my kids out of the public education system and i want them with me sort of learning reality apprenticing yeah i want them observing me as i go through life yeah. I, I think that is actually 
I, I've actually been very bothered the last like as well, I've got as I've gone hang on yeah, as I've gone through the divorce and gone through like a very dark time. The thing that has really got under my skin the most is I don't like the way my sons are being raised, and not because I think that she's a bad person or a bad she's she's a good person and she's a wonderful mother. Um, what I don't like is the amount of time that they are outside of her and my sphere of influence, yeah. Oh, yeah. and especially now mine that I'm not in the in the house. Well, why do you seven think public school systems were invented? Exactly, and so my 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 true dream right now, my goal that I am working towards, the reason I am hammered down, throttle wide open, like just fucking cranking it, is that I want to become self-employed because I want my kids on my heels just observing and learning life through me. I, I know plenty about math and science to teach them that. Mm -hmm. And if they have curious minds that are drawn to, like you will, you will be drawn to the things you are curious about. So like Kozak, you and I, the reason you and I started hanging out is because we both okay. liked World War II. Oh, <laughs> big dicks. Sorry, a couple of big dick bandits okay. over here. Well, and I mean, we bonded. That, that was like how, bonus. How'd Jordan get on your show? <laughs> I got big hands. <laughs> you and Trump, buddy. And big, and big feet. Big feet, yeah. Big hands, big feet. Oh, shit. So we, we started hanging out. Mike literally texted me one. This is the funniest thing. I'm going to share this. Yeah. Kozak texts me one day and he's like, Hey man, I noticed you're really into world war two history. Do you want to go out to breakfast sometime and talk about world war two in the Pacific theater specifically? I, like, I remember it. It was a date. It was a, it was a day date. Bro, bro. Oh I was, I was so excited. Uh, I was like, fuck I yes, I do. Next dude. time Joe Al's in town, invite yeah. him on that date, bro. Uh, really? For I'm, real? Oh, dude. Are he knows more about American military history. Are you fucking than serious? Any, he reads books. Like, Shut dude, the fuck up. The dude, Brazilian, that's a podcast. The Brazilian. Oh, Joao is yeah, our new brother. Yeah, yeah. Bro, the Brazilian gorilla. Uh, yeah. And surfer, and surfer vibe is like, Joao's jumped to the surfer vibe when he moved to America because he was in Southern California, you know? Yeah. So he carries himself in a way that most people wouldn't think like, oh, that dude will talk to you about history for 10 hours. What the fuck? How do we not know this? Bro, I went to, uh, when we were in a Guns and Geese in New Orleans, him and I went to the World yeah. War II, the biggest World War II museum is in New Orleans. Nice. I spent all fucking day there, dude. Yeah. Yeah, he's fascinated by this oh, stuff. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. All right, next time he's up, we got to get him up. But I also think like- That's a podcast breakfast. Where, yeah. where yeah. in, like, why do we think this, this one size- fits all approach is see now you're now you're spilling beer all over I'm the place too. all over the place hang here on you go, here you go my, my uh, where i was going with that is that you people will be naturally curious about whatever they are drawn to right yeah. so whether maybe you're drawn to math and science maybe kozak and i are drawn to history and obviously science too because we've done all if you've listened to our previous episodes all the uh, like physics and <laughs> time Jordan. and what Jordan, Jordan <laughs> Look at over those there puppy like, dog eyes. Yeah, I like science. science. Like, you guys want to play catch? <laughs> yeah. um, I'm good at math. I'm really good at math. But, so, hey, but maybe, kid, maybe. kids who are drawn to, like if they're if painting is their thing, they will be called to it. And they will be curious about different ways, different techniques for painting. Or if they're if they're drawn to music, they will be curious to learn different instruments. So I wonder what and the best way is to 
Because on one hand, you can't just let people, you can't just let kids do whatever they fucking want. Right. You don't have to read any history. You can just paint pictures of butterflies, and when you're 18, you'll graduate. Like no, the, you're there right. has to be something, but we also... And you need to know basic math. We need basic. to be able to give people more autonomy. Yeah. Like, like, bro, I watched a documentary on gymnastics in China, and they'll like scout the fucking schools when these kids are like five and be like... You, you, and you. She's coming with us, and her exercise is going to be uh, the floor, or whatever it is, yeah. and take them from their families, oh, and shit. they move to the Olympic Training Center, mm-hmm. and that's their whole fucking life, dude. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. And they key in on shit, and in like a lot of communist countries like this, they're they're Olympian team, yeah. yeah. Like, hey, you show that you excel at this, come with us. Yoel Romero talked about that with Cuba, right? And it's I, like I had a coach that said that he went to the Olympics when like it was the ussr right like full-on gnarly and he said he went there and there were three security guards with every wrestler and he was like what american or russian russian okay he was like what the fuck is going on with this Yes. Holy shit. Yeah. So he was like, he thought, <laughs> he thought, yeah, they're, the they're, curtain must fall. they're in a different country and they're like, yeah. we, we have these guys. And they, at first he thought they were bodyguards. Yeah. And then he sees the guy digging through like this little purse for change to buy a fucking hot dog oh, yeah. at a hot dog stand. And he's like, what the fuck? And he starts kind of, kind of trying to talk to the guy and the guy's kind of like, uh, and he's like, Hey, no, here you go. I'll pay for that. Yeah. And then he ended up buying the guy's warm-ups. So he yeah. has a pair of their actual like gear. Yeah. Um, because he was like, here, I'll give you is this 150. A book or what, what is no, this? this is my high school wrestling, or not my high school wrestling coach, my uh, uh, wrestling coach when I was four. Yeah. Him. He was talking about oh, how shit. this is what he did with the fucking, when he went to the Olympics and watched. Wow. And that he, he experienced fucking security guards around these guys and then found out that oh those security guards are to keep them from escaping but this is kind of like an interesting to study on humanity overall is the people that were chosen and or forced into these positions they usually don't outperform the people that found it as a passion yeah america and that's why we're we're back to the true believer you know what i'm saying that's why america always excels at things exactly that the true believer you know and it's like so how do we harness that in our youth and to like because on one hand it's like you remember when in the 80s you were asked what you wanted to be when you grew up every five minutes yeah. what do you yeah. want to do when you grew up uh, a veterinarian because i like yeah. animals you know what i mean yeah. but yeah. it's like you can't really expect I, I mean i didn't know what i wanted to be until i was 41 or something it changes it, it changes yeah. right yeah. what yeah. i wanted to be changed oh. in the last three but, years but how do we fucking contested and, and but bro the 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 amount of like excitement and drive that is created when you step into a new journey it's like oh yeah. i'm doing this it's now exciting. you know you're watching the gym grow you're watching training northwest grow like these things that were just uh, a, a period of time ago were nothing and an idea in your mind yeah. and now you got 20 people on the line taking firing commands from you yeah. and becoming fucking more capable yeah how do we and instill you know that in people to want to create? Because people need to understand okay. that the journey is the payoff. So mm-hmm. if Training Northwest became a success overnight and I instantly was a millionaire and I was just, you know, selling merchandise and what you know what I mean? And everything was golden, it would be kind of like, eh, eh, okay, it's it's cool because I have material wealth, but the reality is the 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 journey the the struggle to get it off the ground to fight through all this shit and 
decide what to do with these regulations and come to the realization that I don't give a fuck about their authority <laughs> and that I do what I want to do. Like that's a personal journey. It, it's put me through all these different sort of revelations on how I conduct myself. And even to like, you know, this year I've been saying that I want to push the idea of responsibility where if, if you want to be a hunter or a sport shooter and just keep your guns in your safe at the house, fine. But if you consider yourself a protector and you're putting a gun in your waistband when you walk out into public, you are taking upon yourself a huge responsibility. And I don't think a lot of people honor that. They, they haven't had any formal training. They think that because they grew up hunting and that everyone, you know, three times a year they go out in the woods and shoot a couple holes in an old piece of shit dryer or whatever the fuck trash they threw on the side of the road full of tannerite yeah, the, the, yeah. <laughs> good old that, shoot letter yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> that they're they're ready to confront evil if a mass shooter situation arises in front of them and they're so fucking wrong because like we're sitting in a jujitsu gym you cannot we've i've said this before you cannot come to a lesson at electric north and be like all right call dana white i'm ready for my ufc contract you can't lift weights one time and say you know what i'm fit you can't go to the range one time every three months or whatever and say, you know what, I'm ready to carry a gun in public and I can be effective with it. I was shooting my concealed carry pistol today before I came here and I was getting really frustrated mm -hmm. because it's a really difficult gun to shoot. Because the little guns suck. Yes. Yeah. Plus it, it doesn't have a red dot. It does. Oh, yeah, well, it's, never mind. It's right there. <laughs> it's sitting, yeah, right, sitting right there. Um, Did you end up going with a 48? It's a 48. Okay, I switched to the 48 too. And even though it's not the the best gun to shoot, it's a big step up from the 43. Yes, it is. Um, because of the, the Less the recoil. Handle? Less felt recoil. So it's, it's, it's a longer handle, it's, yeah? it's literally just physics. It's a bigger weapon, mm -hmm. so it absorbs the recoil oh, of 9mm no, 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 better. Um, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's op-rod. It's op-rod is the same as the 43X. It is the same felt recoil as a 43X. But it's but, but I'm because looking, it has a full length handle, yeah, full length you absorb handle, it. That's and, what I'm talking about. No, but yeah. that's also that gun's also that has a longer slide that, than the 43 as does, well. But the Oprod is the but it's, it's the same spring and Oprod, so the the the, the travel. The, let me tell the, you about physics. The ramp boys. up of of felt <laughs> recoil, it has to ramp up really steeply and then drop off. Whereas the longer the op rod, the slower that ramp up is, and that's why like a Glock 17 feels like a Cadillac, Cadillac because it has a long travel on the op rod. You're telling me that's and not more, the same. And more weight. That's not the same op rod as the 19. It is not. Interesting, because it's, it's the it's, same profile as the 19, but it's the same. It's, it's just thinner. Look at the lower. Look at the plastic part. The lower. Yeah, receiver, it's the same as a 43X. A 19's plastic would extend all the way to the end there. And all the, the way. To and the op rod would come all the way to the front of the slide. This op rod stops right there where the plastic stops. Okay. Um, We're getting deep in the weeds here. No, but I think I think the 19... But anyway, sorry, what, what I was going to say is that I found out I had to eat a little bit of my own fucking... You know, crow pie is that I'm not very good with this Glock 48, and I thought I was like, man, I might have to go back to carrying a 19 because right now I have some deficiencies on this weapon system, and so for me to take it out in public would be irresponsible. Which is funny because that mm. that's still 
Yeah. No, no, no. I was, no, You're no, still no, there. No, no, no. Well, irresponsible. Uh, yeah, in a food court at the mall with a million people, but someone coming up behind you. Hey, like some, I, I, I was at a soccer stadium fucking, with a fucking thousand people yesterday. Hey, sometimes yeah. I want a big spread when hey. you're coming at me. <laughs> you see uh, that kid that that shot that dude at the mall at, what, he say 48 40, yards? 40 uh, yards, yeah. yeah. You know Tony tried to recreate that and couldn't? Tony who? Cowden. Oh, no shit. Yeah, and he's like, nah. <laughs> and he caught a lot of flack, and he's like, listen, the I'm not number, saying- The numbers might I'm be I'm not saying so, good, yeah. not good job, or the yeah. dude's not a stud. Like, I'm not trying to take anything away from you, but if you're going to throw out times and numbers and distances, yeah. well, then- if you're throwing out times and numbers and distances, expect to be critiqued on times and numbers and distances yeah. because it's the, the story was cool enough, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like if I burned a dude down at five yards, I burned him down at five yards. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Hold on. Are you saying Tony tried to shoot what he shot or the he had the guy out? And no, no, no. Tony tried to shoot it. Okay. But do you think that that kid could go out and shoot it? No, because Tony Cowden's the best shooter I know. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Okay, like, okay. Because I, what was the shot? What was the drill? Like, what is I forget to create? You got to hit eight of twelve rounds at forty yards, and I don't know what the time standard. is. But it was tough, bro. Yeah, and we should like, do it at the. We should do it at the range. Yeah, do it at the range. Let's see. Yeah, we'll the see what's going on. Experience. Yeah, 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 yeah. Challenge. That fucking dude is rad, man. I'm so upset that I, I had a herniated disc the weekend he was here, and I was laying in bed the entire time. Well, um, I mean, you already got him on the calendar coming back, right? Yeah, he'll be back. Yeah, you will really, really, really enjoy that. Like, one of my favorite things as a jiu-jitsu instructor is watching how other people teach because yeah. it teaches you, like, you can see little okay. tips and tricks and nuances that kind of captivate people, right? Yeah. And as an instructor, I always say, like, you have to have a, a base level of knowledge that you're ready to impart on another person. Once you have that base level of knowledge, 90% of your, your fucking block of instruction mm -hmm. is your charisma and your yes. engagement with people. Yes. I, it's I always say on a concert. Yeah, yeah of course I'm selling my energy. I am giving my energy to the people who come out to the range and like giving them my time and like my focused attention. And that's really what, what, what you're actually selling is that hundred percent bro. And but where it comes alive, where I've noticed is if you're if you're trading your time and you're of the mindset like fuck dude it's cold out here and i want to I, I just don't feel no, like doing you, this you can't do that bro that that's the most toxic thing ever yeah, yeah. like yeah. i don't it know across i don't know how i'm able to flip the switch but it doesn't matter what my day is yeah. when i step onto the mats yep. and i see 25 people it's here for an hour and a half experience on our mats it just it it it's go time. It's go time. Yep. And you you embrace that moment yep. and people see you embracing it. Yep. And now they feel like, fuck yep. yeah, dude. No, it's it's well, exactly you walk away <laughs> with a high. Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's like, fuck yeah, yeah. dude. So That's, everybody is yeah. on you know? the same plane and then. Yeah, it, it does actually help elevate you because I've, I, yeah, same thing. I've gone out to teach classes and been in a shit mood and like, God damn it, I don't want to do this today. But then people start rolling in and it's like, Got to turn it on. Got to turn it on. It has to be good energy. And by the end of the day, because I've been doing nothing but putting out good energy, you can't, first you can't help but, but feel good. Yeah, that's a, that's a first form cigarette. No, it's not. It's actually, it's just pure 100% organic tobacco. Straight up tobacco. With a leaf. Rolled up in a leaf. Like, that's it. 
There, so. there is nothing else in there. And uh, I used to smoke cigarettes, so I can like it. If you have a menthol version, I'll take one. Of those <laughs> yeah. You're the wrong color for that. <laughs> yeah, dude, come on. Uh, but yeah, the the wrestling. That's what I I feel the same thing every day. And bro, like in that, in my opinion, that is why the gym has blown up so much. Is because it doesn't matter if I'm teaching or you're teaching or Dan's teaching. The people that show up. They know like, hey, this next hour and a half is going to be shared with cool people. And everybody here feels like this is, this is, this is worth our time. And this is a valuable experience, yeah. right? Uh, when I'm tired, How many mat rooms have you been in? Well, maybe not in wrestling because wrestling, you can't really be lazy in wrestling. But I've been in plenty oh, of, you can. can you? Oh, I've been yeah. in plenty of jujitsu mat rooms where the energy is just kind of like, <clears throat> you know, and it's like, ugh. But this this gym also brings a fucking group of people who are are up for a challenge, right? As opposed to like a lot of those gyms that are kind of like, oh well, fuck me, we're just gonna. There's if, there's, if we turned around reason. and all of a sudden opened up that fucking bay out there and said today's lesson is we're gonna get on that fucking trail and we're gonna run a mile. Everybody mm-hmm. go. Everybody mm-hmm. would go and they'd be like, let's fucking yeah. do this. Yeah. And that's that's the culture that's been built here. There, there's so you, also a lot of best friends. And so that's the other thing is that they weren't when when they started. Yeah, exactly. Well, but what I'm saying is like after work in the afternoon when you're tired and you're like, fuck, I don't want to go to the gym tonight. Like six o'clock in the evening is when I like to be in like winding down, not, not winding up. (laughs) (laughs) You can tell I don't smoke cigarettes (laughs) (laughs) or, or marijuana. (laughs) No. Well, and I talked about that at Tom's promotion too, because when a team comes alive for me is when, you know, I'm having that debate with myself like, oh, fuck, dude, I'm tired. I want to wind down. I trained three days this week already. You know, what do I need to train tonight for? And when you start to have the thought like and it happened, it started happening to me in California. It's like, dude, Sid and Miles, they were like my the two guys in my gym that were like neck and neck with me. We'd have the gnarliest rounds, yeah, right? Josh, me and Josh. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, you're like, well, fuck, man. What if Sid's at practice tonight and I'm not? Yeah. That's a problem for two reasons. It's a problem for two reasons because A, Sid is getting better, right? Yeah. yeah, and I'm not. But also, I'm doing him a disservice because I always have give him hard rounds. Yeah. And if I don't show up, the team takes a hit. He dude. needs me. I need him. Yeah, I'm dude. part of this. And it's like, we can't get good out there alone. And so once you realize, like, that's, I think, sure, jujitsu may be an individual sport when we compete, yeah. but everything outside of competition, it's probably the most intimate team sport that there is. Well, hang on. I don't know that this is my bubble and I don't know that hearing other people's stories. I'm not sure that this is the way other gyms are. No, it's not. not they're all. not. It's not. Not, not at all. So no, it's not. I, I don't know. This that was every, a unicorn. Dude, I just I've moved to, in next door. I've been to gyms that like you can tell people don't spend any time outside of the gym together. They have no idea who you each get other there are. and everybody's a little awkward around each other. And then like, they kind of, they kind of roll around and the instructions kind of so, so, um, and they kind of laugh and poke and prod, but it's not really like, yeah, it's not tight Yeah, in here. It's like, Oh, which, which one of these guys are gay with each other? <laughs> like, cause, cause it's like a big orgy in here. Are you talking about um, Brett go? Well, you know, I die. It's, 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 it's cool, you know, yeah. having having this. This is a special place. Not only is it got the people, right, 
but it has the facilities yeah. that create That's a true, special yeah. fucking situation yeah. too. You know I, how much I, I how was much, actually meaning to compliment Greg and I wanted to do it when Jenny was around, but what you guys have built here is pretty fucking phenomenal. Oh, dude, this yeah, I love hearing that, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like this has been the vision for so long. Yeah. But just like you were saying, man, like the, the vision is just but the launching platform, but it, it takes a long time yeah. but, to get to where yes. you want it to but be. But you've always, everyone has a vision. Everyone has, okay, hang on. He's going to start speaking cursive. Yeah, yeah, go for cursive it. goes here. You have had a vision of having a jujitsu gym that is very good technique, but just a group of assassins, I feel, is your main goal. Like when I started here, that's what it was. It was just finding people that would stick around and you got a bunch of people that are like, this is really good technique and everyone tries really hard. Yes. And I got addicted to it because it reminded me of fighting gyms and other gyms I was a part of. And just that spirit is what kind of made it to me lustrous and shiny and i'm staying here there's something here not all the technique's good but that like the heart in it is good too and it makes me go harder right and then like so that's your vision of having this gym that is hard like that but you're like i would like it to be this big thing we all have this goal of where we're going but what really launched the gym was like your personality, you being you, having morals. Good leadership and lead- always rises. Yes, yeah. and this is something I'm, I've am i never been exposed to. I've read the Jocko books and all that stuff, the Leif Babel one, uh, extreme leadership, and the, you know, learning what leadership is, but being in a community with people that are wanting to do something for someone else because they don't want to let that person down, but they also don't want to let their friends down. They don't want to let themselves down. There's accountability to it, right? And so I think what to me blows me away about all this, and that's why I'm like, oh, it's crazy, all this fan art. It started off with me moving in next door, and I'm like, I'm going to choke you. You're going to choke me, but it's like, God, he's really good at choking me. It just got me. It's It feels so right. But um, what really makes it crazy for me is that you got thrown up against the wall to get recognized. And this is why I always go back to like evolution and pressure and stuff. That's what growth is. Whether it's something hunting you and you have to adapt or someone suppressing you and you have to figure out a better way. That's what growth is as a child is you're being repressed by your parents to have individualism and be yourself and unique and that's punk rock, right? Fuck you, mom (laughs) and dad. I'm going to stand up, but we're not going to take (laughs) it. Yeah, exactly. But like the eighties anthem, bro. Yeah. (laughs) But that's, no, you're not going to take it. Sorry. Go ahead, Mike. You're good. You're good. (laughs) You grew this out of that. And like, I don't, it, it has its own direction. And over time it takes its own flavor, but what we've kind of created or you've recreated, it's, it, it's that mentality. It's that, it's a fire, but also it's, I don't know. <laughs> Anyone else? Yeah, this is awesome. Um, well, let me say Hang this. On. I was going to start smoking I love that now. I get to sit down and talk to Mike Kozak once a week. I, I, I guess I don't know what the fuck. The most said, impressive thing I've noticed like here about this is you were able to scale this and not have it watered down. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Where yes. I, I yeah. see, I see other gyms that are like, "Hey, our monsters well, aren't paying; they're Here's, not keeping the lights on." I, I can comment on this because what you have done is you have given 
leadership to people who can uh, take it and go with it. So like Will and Tyler, like Will is Will has grown into an incredible coach. Like what he does with the kids is yep. fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Tyler as well, um, Craig as well, and then even there's there's like a handful of us that have keys to the building, and every single person who has a key now treats this building like it's their own. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like if if people are acting a fool. When you were not like when you were out for surgery, and there was some kids being like, it was like a couple of us went over and like, hey, yeah, cut that shit out. This shit is not going to fly. That's not what we do. Yeah, exactly. So there's 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 a lot of you have the ability to step away a little bit here and there, and the culture is so strong, and there are so many strong leaders that are in with the culture that it it permeates. So you've created a situation where everybody's. Everybody's allowed to be a piece of this, and everybody feels like they are a piece of this. That's true. It's yeah. the only yeah, everybody's bro, a team. So member. it's the only yeah. way for it to truly work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, bro, like in for a long time, I used to have imposter syndrome. Like, I don't want to think but that that's good that I have the the capacity to create something great. Like, what kind of leader am I? There's men like Jocko out there. Yeah. You know what, dude? Like, Jocko learned a lot about leadership through uh, different commands in the SEAL teams which is cool, right? He got to have his path to learning and understanding leadership. I think you can learn just as much about leadership in a fucking mat room. Or or just on your own as an entrepreneur. That's what I'm saying, though. You're going to get kicked around and you're going to face tough situations. You 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 have have to make real decisions. There's lots of situations that come up to where you have to make the right decision. And it can be a sink or swim moment, right? And like... uh, uh, to talk about to, to piggyback off of what you were saying is like you were able to keep the strong culture without watering it down and bro that was my biggest fear for years because i was like practice might only have six people at it but it's me kozak uh big tom and a couple other people and dan and two other people that like if you have one second of a misstep you're getting strangled right yeah. walking a tightrope every fucking every fucking go. time and that's cool on one hand if the overall goal of the academy is to create absolute assassins mm-hmm. but how many gyms like that you see in the ufc that like it's like these guys were fucking on top for four years yeah, yeah and then they fucking fall off because guess what nobody wants to go and pay to get their fucking face smashed for after work activities no that's exactly right but then you go here and you created this thing and it wasn't you it, it was going i'm sorry to fucking cut you off but like it was going even before the jiu-jitsu 101 yes no which for kind sure of opened up that because it it created a training ground for coaches and it yeah. created a training yeah. ground for fucking brand new white belts that yep. didn't feel that they were yes gonna that's, be able to walk in it's more valuable for the coaches Bolos, that it's like, bringing up than it is for the it's a training ground for everybody but, but everybody's gaining out of every aspect of this gym everybody is drawing something from it whether it be we're sitting here fucking 15 foot away from a mat doing what we're doing right now or we're over there in a fucking cold plunge trying to figure out that part of life or in the fucking sauna or on the mats getting our asses beat or upstairs fucking learning how to fucking train the next group yeah yeah. you know so what shifted in my brain was like all right i never want to be a mcdojo right Mm -hmm. but i've also had like we're i mean we live in snohomish county it's like you hear what everybody thinks of you and what you think of your academy. And I had a few people that are like, 
dude you can't be part of that team unless you're like fucking unless you got a six pack and you're just a fucking savage and it's like look at me (laughs) 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 but like i understand that savage men want to become more savage right but who needs it more than anyone like everyone at this table probably won the majority of high school fights they got in just because of being a young wild fucking animal right me and folk got in tons of shenanigans when we were young rangers and it it, i remember nothing it it, it, it very rarely mostly on capitol hill it very rarely if never didn't go our way because we were 20 year old rangers that were fit did do you remember losing a fight no that's what i'm saying because we were fit as fuck and we were wild animals but you also had a group and yeah, we had a group, had a wolf a group of wild animals. That's we, had what a, you're we had a gang and pack. shit. But, <laughs> yeah. but what, made, what I realized is like, dude, a, a dude that's in good ass shape that grew up pretty fucking tough. He's he's the least needing member of society yeah. to learn some self defense and some capability. Least needing member of society. Period. Yeah. He. The, if you want to pander or build your business to those people. That's cool because you'll have a small group of absolute savages, but what are we really here to do? Mm-hmm. What we're really here to do is have our group of savages, which we absolutely still have, but bro, everybody else get on board yes. and get better and get healthy. And like, no, uh, so, I'm okay. seeing it happen at an exponential rate. Yes. Now. The, the, the level up that is happening with like the reason your message in this podcast are so popular. This gym is growing. Training Northwest is growing is because there are a lot of men who are realizing that they masculinity has been lost. Yeah. And it's not necessarily their fault, but they find themselves, they're living in a suburb of Seattle. They grew up there. They, they don't know how to start a campfire. They're not really sure what to do with a sharp knife or how to even sharpen it. If it gets dull and they realize that, if their car broke down on the pass in November, they'd be fucked. And people are starting to take, I like it. Again, we're back to the, uh, the principle of responsibility, taking it upon yourself to go out and seek this. This information exists now. The old way was your dad and your grandpa taught you, but that has gone away. So now you have to go out and seek training Northwest or Fieldcraft survival, or you have to come to a jujitsu gym and get knocked around a little bit to build a little bit of, yeah, like that one too. So bro, I'll tell you, you know why we're doing so well with those people that are seeking that is because when they walk through the door, they get leadership, but, but I also, they don't, they don't get any bullshit. True. Yeah. You know, it's like, Hey, if if you're fat and overweight, welcome, let's get on the fucking path. I can tell you what Steven was a perfect example. He's like, what do I need to do to fix my current situation? I said, I can tell you what you need to do, but it's up to you to do it. It's uh, what's, what's Lappin say? It's, it's not hard or it's, it's simple, but it's not easy. Yeah. And, and it's like, I had a Steven on my team this year. Did you? Fuck yeah. Dropped 44 fucking pounds. Oh, man. And dude, like that is what we need to be doing is taking people that have a fire inside of them and showing them the path to becoming motherfuckers dude we will and you know? we are we and are, we are. And we're figuring it out and we're and, starting and dude, to realize that it's what's important is the energy exchange and, and people energy. yeah people yeah. like that yes like no one wants to walk into a gym and have some fucking personal trainer be like hi yeah. my name's blah 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 and when write you a diet you want to sit down with me but it's like everything's sets. fake bullshit yeah, and like dude when asia walked in here who has cerebral palsy mm-hmm. you know and it was just i was the only one i was cleaning the gym and she walked in here and was like, hey, uh, 
can I talk to you about jujitsu? I said, yeah, of course. This is what we do here. What, you know, and she's like, well, I just, I don't know if, uh, if, if my body is, is capable of doing something like this. I said, that's what everybody else will tell you. I said, I don't know anything about your body. I don't know how well it works or how well it doesn't work. And I also don't really care because your body's going to do what it's capable of doing and you're going to get better in the capacity that you're capable of getting better in yeah, based on your how your body functions. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you can do a deep squat, I said, do a deep squat right now. Can you do one? And it was kind of a struggle. Yeah. What about this? Can you fucking, and just put her through like a couple mobility things. And I was like, see your body is at a starting point that may be light years behind somebody else's. But at the same time, if you invest three months here, you're going to move the goalpost so much further towards fucking being who you want to be that if anyone says anything else to you because of your ailments, they're full of shit. They're just trying to keep you down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And bro, I saw it in her eyes. It's like, like, I don't think people are used to being talked to like that. And it's like, I'm literally just giving you a hundred percent authentic truth. Yeah. I don't give a fuck what your ailments are. There's plenty of people and I shouldn't, that, that sounds, hard. that sounds harsh. I don't give a fuck. It's like, obviously we give a fuck and we will, tailor the training in a manner to where you get to be part of the team too but it's understood it's, by the entire team it's understood and it's not it's but it's understood and it's not like it doesn't need to be said everybody just gets it and it's an authentic place where you can come and fucking figure it out and now that woman's on a path to growth as well because yep. she said yeah i'll fucking do this yeah you know that's where the magic happens yeah. it's not in the fucking savagery yeah. The savagery is important to hone it's, it's the, journey. the internal warrior spirit that certain people hold yeah. that consider themselves warriors. But the people that aren't of a warrior spirit, they have so much growth to gain too. And once you can have your warriors and your people that are looking for just a, for overall betterment can share the mats together. Yeah. And that's where we're at. Yeah. But the toughest dudes in the team are fueled by those people are fueled by those people to bring everybody up together, dude. Yes. And it's like, it doesn't matter how tough you are anymore. You know, it, uh, I will say, well, hang on. It, it doesn't matter how skilled you are and how well you can roll and around. What matters is your grit. If you have grit, you'll be accepted. Here. <laughs> Bro. So we have this new kid. He looks like 20 years old, pretty young kid. And, uh, Day one white belt. And he's like, you know, I don't expect people to roll on their first day, but if they want to roll, they're always welcome to, right? So I watched him get around with Tyler. I watched him get around with Will, who were bringing him on board to what jujitsu is all about. And I, it was even told to him, avoid other white belts tonight. Yeah. <laughs> and bro, I look over the corner of my eye and this new white belt who has a wrestling background is doing what a new white belt that has a wrestling background does <laughs> and is just fucking massacring this kid, dude. <laughs> like cross face, crushing him. Like every ounce of his body weight was creating pressure on this kid's head. Yeah. And I got up to walk over there to stop it, right? Yeah. And then I saw the look in this kid's eyes and he was like... <sighs> like like i'm fucking fighting through this like i'm fuck you i'm losing but fuck you right and i I was watching him and i I stepped back i said "Uh uh-uh that's he's experiencing what we all have to go through right now (laughs) and uh he got up the bell rang and he got he like i could see him kind of like dusting himself off and shook the guy's hand i pulled him aside and told him i said bro that round 
that told me so much about you that you might not even know, but this is for you, bro. I said, most people, if that was their first, their first night, that would have broke them. I say, you didn't get anywhere close to breaking. It's fucking cool to see, man. You know? So I love it when the warrior spirit comes through here. I do. Right. But overall, as a jujitsu academy, we have to be able, but Tyler's mom is a perfect example. Joelle. What's, what is she in her mid fifties? Right. Yeah. And fucking like, that's the last person. 10 years ago, the last person you would expect uh, a, a pushing 60 year old woman with no background in any type of martial art. Hey, you want to, Hey, you want to join our team? We'd all be like, oh, fuck, dude. like now I got to get around with her. You know what I mean? Like we would have interpreted that as diminishing the training. Well, yes, but no, because of good leadership, we ought to have been like, this isn't around that's going to challenge and promote me but I will absolutely roll with whoever and I will try and grow and learn from this. Yes, bro. Once again, that, that pain of not what you want, you're getting something that's resisting a little bit when I should have killers. I'm getting, uh, an elderly woman. Yeah. But, but figure now, this out, but figure now, a suite, figure but, a something, but figure, now, figure out how to engage with somebody of that ilk. Yes. And you're going to fucking grow. Yeah. I don't want flawless. to do this because fuck, I'm losing something. Well, guess what? That fuck I'm losing something is a moment for growth. Yeah. And now I look at like Tyler coming to this gym and now his mom is here and now his kids are here. And then through me, they met Chris who introduced them to David. So they all went to Costa Rica together. Like the network grows by bringing people in and she's bro. She's a perfect addition to this team. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's fucking cool to see. Yeah. And I, I just don't think, you know, like the, the deeper we go down or like we got fucking oscillating fucking vortexes and, <laughs> we're, drink, fucking- we're drinking mushroom tea and like, you know, doing fucking runes readings and having your fucking crystals and all the shit that like on one hand to a lot of people, it seems kind of silly, but emotionally, this gym is becoming very so balanced. It's, it's working real well under this. Room. Yeah, dude, it's becoming very fucking balanced. And you, you uh, got a you got a little oscillating deal in front of a William Wallace fucking, <laughs> 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 fucking everything I goddamn want. So let me tell you about this William Wallace thing, right? <laughs> because uh, and I'm not going to say his name because I don't know if he wants this, the story told on the podcast or not. But new white belt came to the gym and couldn't even do five pushups and adult adult right with two kids too oh and he signed up and you could tell he was a fish out of water at first like this very fucking foreign environment for him and then he came into my fucking he came into my office and he dropped this off and i i called him in here and i opened it up i said hey bro if you're dropping a gift off i want you in here while i'm opening it right and I open it up and he goes, Hey, I heard, I heard on your podcast that William Wallace has like inspired you since you were a little boy. So I thought this would be a cool gift for you. And I was like, bro, that's a, it's the coolest fucking gift ever. Right. But I want to hear <laughs> about, I want to hear about your story. He goes, dude, I've only been here a couple months. And he goes, I went from being able to do, I want to say five push ups to 25. And he goes, and that's cool. Like I'm making gains. He goes, but you know what, you know, what's more cool than gains is my children are seeing a change in me and the way they look at me is different now. Fuck yeah. 
And I said, that's what for we're looking that for. That makes me happy. He's like, because he was afraid that his boys were looking at him like he was a pussy. Now, most of that is an internal thing that you're prescribing to yourself, you, right? You are acknowledging the fact that you are a pussy. But if you prescribe that to yourself, then the world sees it too, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah. So you do the things to de or like unprescribe that to yourself. Yeah, un- the world, the world also sees that, you know, and he's already feeling that in a very short amount of time, bro. Think of all the men in our society that feel like they're less than, or they're incapable or all of the fucking, I mean, fucking anxiety and depression and all the shit that is riddling our society. And you could take those men and just give them little pieces of that's right, dude. That yeah. I this- fuck. This place did that for me. Fuck yeah, dude. And you've been a savage your whole fucking life. Well, I I am capable of fucking ridiculous shit in a, in a, in a practice setting. Right. Uh, I wrestled since I was four. I was fucking, you know, I, I, I'm a tough motherfucker. I know that, but this place in particular gave me this fuck. I call it the fuck you attitude. And I didn't have that before. And, and it, it took i like i'm still balancing it right because like i came here and it fucking just skyrocketed and i was kind of being like damn you're reckless well i got cocky i got cocky as fuck i i was very like even keeled like okay like yeah we're gonna figure it out like and then all of a sudden i got here i was like yeah you know what fuck that i'll fucking kill anybody And and then it was like okay you're being a fucking prick like i'm i'm finding this like this fucking and now I'm kind of take it set- back a notch there, yeah, cowboy. Exactly, I'm settling into like this thing. But I came yeah. here and it fucking launched me into this like because you're the energy in this place. Like I, I came here having like I know what I'm capable of in a in a room in a wrestling room. I know what I'm capable of like in in competition, and it's not it's not equating. Yeah. And then I came here and I gained this like fucking just like no, I'm a fucking savage. And anybody who has anything else to say about it. Let's fucking find out. Let's fucking go. Yeah, and good. Well, I want to hear what I want to hear what you think that it was because you came from Ivan Salivary's like lifelong wrestler, collegiate wrestler, training MMA and grappling with Ivan Salivary, who's a friend of mine. And his culture in uh-huh. his gym is yeah. a bunch of tough motherfuckers too, oh, right? Absolutely. But when you walked in our mat room, what was it that made you want to stay? So. uh Ivan's I was always in and out of Ivan's and I I spent the weekend with Ivan yeah yeah no I'm, yeah you're, I know you're still this this, this weekend like okay. I literally just, yeah, yeah. we just got done like seeing each other because his son's a fucking savage just won our savage. district tournament and he looks like a fucking grown man even though he's 16 17 <laughs> um good genes yeah very good genes um but uh so I I spent time there but it was in my early 20s after I got out of college Okay. And I was running around Seattle partying, having a good time, and much like I'm doing now, right? But now I'm kind of settling back into, like, where I should be, I think. Um, and I just didn't have the <laughs> oh, – right What's that? I, I, I didn't have the the, the zeal, the, the, the fuck you. And, and I think jiu-jitsu helped me with that. But then when I got here – I think it's just your energy. It's fucking Tobin's energy. It's the whole group dynamic. And these, it just, this is my people. These are my people. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We, we all, res, we are all on a similar frequency and we resonate with each other. Yeah. And I don't know what the actual, um, 
moment was, and I'm I'm trying to figure it out because I need to fucking coach it. I need to I need to learn how to fucking deliver that to my guys. And I'm 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 truly paying attention and trying to figure out exactly what it is and what the fucking uh, the spark was. It's, it's buying in and becoming a true believer. It very well could be. It yeah. very well could be. But because there was you're something about what, you. You're saying in particular, what, what is projected or articulated or shared that makes you want to feel that way? Yes, and I think it's the energy. I truly think it. Like it's like I walked in here and I was like, oh fuck yeah! And then I came and I was like. This is my fucking group. Because I've always walked in. I've never walked into a room and been like, I couldn't fuck everybody up in here. All, you well, know, so in on. my the back of my head. But this place gave me a fucking thought of like, you can do that in all aspects because of life. Because people here go hard. And so you get no easy rounds. And you, you start to realize that even though our bubble is tough people and you think of yourself as mediocre, and you go, hang on, a mediocre in a in a very small pond of really tough fish. Yeah. And so when I when I get outside of I've that been pond, in, I've been in ponds that were fucking dense. Yeah. No, <laughs> I've I been know. in some dense ponds, but it's 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 the ability to compete at a high level that this yeah. place gave me. It gave me uh, like the the because I knew like again I knew I could do whatever, but that tobacco or weed. I don't know what you do. That's weed. I don't, know. Weed now. I don't know what the fuck right. you did, Greg. Tobacco. This, this tobacco. looks very different. Things changed just a second ago. Yeah, we we upgraded. I don't I don't know what you did, Greg, but you got something. Uh, and, and I'm trying to figure it out because I can fucking. It's, it's leadership. So hang on. No, but. Greg has strong leadership capabilities. And what he did was create a team in his vision. Right, and that 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 literally is what it boils down. He to. created more than a team. You guys created an mm-hmm. essence of military that I've never served. I never. This is know, not the military. The mil- no, 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 no. Don't equate this with the military because the army no, does but not you're build a warrior something. spirit. This place builds warrior no, spirit. No, military does because it's no, about it the not. guy to the left and to the righty view. War does. It's Hang not on. That's about military. your mission. Getting it's wasted about at a bar and getting in bar fights builds that camaraderie. Exactly. That's what the I military mean. Military does not build. Maybe that's through forcing it. No, what maybe is. that's what it was. Yeah, <laughs> but you allowed four- me to drink and wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm no. not gonna say you're saying the military doesn't forge that. I think uh, I've always said no, like shitty I, I experiences think, shared together create bonds, yeah, and then yeah. you care yes. about the person to the left and okay. to the right of you, especially yeah, the people. The military does trying do that. to. You're right. Like work. You, you do bond and form a camaraderie. Obviously, it's yeah. not about the mission or the doctrine. Later. It's yeah. about the forced experience. What, what, so hang on. But when it comes to the warrior spirit, the military teaches people how to be technical equipment operators. They teach you how to operate that 240 Bravo machine gun. They teach you how to operate a AH-64 attack helicopter. They teach you how to operate a mortar system, a, a Prick 117 radio. Right? What's that? It's a radio. They <laughs> they they don't do anything that focus on that focuses on the warrior spirit. Coming in here where emotion. we get where we get where emotion we, emotion yes. emotion. I think let's just be honest. Emotion. Yeah, which is important. It's, 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 it's the Michael warrior Kozak. spirit. <laughs> yeah. The warrior spirit. And but when you come in here on the mats and you put hands on each other and you you roll hard and with like full effort. That built because now you're winning. You're winning and losing. For, you are really. Yeah. You are truly I, winning and losing. I think yeah. there's kindness and, here and acceptance in a lot of different fucking ways. Truly, I truly, I truly way. think that's what's going no, on. No, there is there because is. I've been to fucking gyms where it's hard, hard motherfuckers, and then if you don't perform, 
you're fuck you. I don't give uh, a fuck. That guy's yeah. a pussy. I don't. What what do I give a fuck? Hey, and then all of a sudden, you know why? You know why? Because those have, those are the fear, people. Uh, I've seen these guys a lot over the years, and I saw more of them in MMA. Where's that cigarette? If your goal, and now we're smoking weed, so we're gonna we're gonna go deep, right? <laughs> but if if your goal is to be the best wrestler, the best competitive jujitsu grappler, the best fighter, right? If that's your goal when you step on the mats, oh. it's all about only, you. Yeah. The only no, top. That's what I'm saying. But yes. but and a lot of guys that are chasing a UFC title, they have to be of that mindset, right? Mm-hmm. You can't be chasing that and say, I want to build a team. You know what? I'm going to step back from taking and I'm going to give to this new white belt with cerebral palsy that I can only dial it up to 10 because now you're not taking, building you, you're giving to someone else. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think that when you give, it's detracting from yourself, right? Like, fuck, I could have got another round with Daniel in it, but instead I drilled with this fucking new person, right? Mm-hmm. But that's the biggest lie because you're telling yourself I'm wasting my time because it's not hard. Mm -hmm. But what it is, it's hard to them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's hard for you to dial it back. So you're giving you're giving that hard because we need that hard on the mats to grow. But you got to take it a step back from always looking for it yourself and give it to other people. And once you're comfortable doing that, I think that's where the magic happens. I honestly do, man, because I see the toughest motherfuckers out there almost excited to pull a new person aside and not to get, Oh, I want a restaurant. It's yeah. not because I want a restaurant. It's because dude, look at this new person that, that I saw Tyler grab that, that fucking that giant. And you guys weren't here on Wednesdays because the Neanderthals don't train anymore. We're all injured or hung over. Mike Kozak got his black belt. And I never saw him again <laughs> until tonight. Dude. You man's a painter now, buddy. <laughs> Just you wait. Just you the wait. The season's almost over. I'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> you were fucking hurt forever. Too, Jordan's right? got to have knee surgery. Dude, I'm now. fucking my back. Dude, my neck, cop Jenny head, broke my the... rib on October right before deer season cop jenny is a different thing bro yeah she just leaned over to stand up on me today just boom today is the first day in two weeks i can feel the fingers on my left hand yeah you told me about that fucking nerve that numbness which is i told you is indicative of a spinal injury and you're like fuck dude (laughs) i wish i hadn't even texted you (laughs) Uh, join jujitsu guys (laughs) Oh, but bro, that's that's another thing that I tell people Being, very often. Starting jujitsu at forty years old, it's tough. I can imagine not a good idea. You gave the perfect analogy to me when you said, "Like I went from sucking at downhill mountain bike racing to being very, very good from what twenty to twenty nine or something." Yeah, it took me a long time. You know, I did not pick it up. Easily. And and now from twenty nine to forty, you've continued to ride at times, so you can go hit the slopes right now at forty three. I'm, I'm a black belt on a downhill. Yeah, track. and yeah. so now, and you said if we, I, we could ride a trail that takes me three and a half minutes and you guys eight minutes, and my heart rate at the end of the trail will be one twenty while yours is one ninety. Yeah, yeah. I have and, no doubts, bro. And that's but that's that's. that's do the opposite so, of no, the jiu-jitsu this mat is, where this is what you told we, me we could we could roll around and mike will not break a sweat and i'll be fucking dying and he'll have submitted me like six times you said to me you said if i had to learn the lessons in mountain biking that i learned from 20 to 23 
from 40 to 43, no, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't take those hits because those crashes are on rocks and trees and roots. I remember and, uh, always I fucked up, bro. Yeah. Always missing patches of skin and yeah. puncture wounds yeah. and yeah, shit. Dude, Jen used to get mad at me because I would bleed all over our sheets. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, dude, that's a that's a different kind of gnarly, man. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because I was talking, I did a post the other day and I talked about the arts that I felt bred like the toughest people. And one guy wrote to me and goes, what about motocross guys? Because yeah. I didn't mention that. I, oh, and yeah. I said, I stand corrected. Because every motocross guy that I've yeah. ever met is yeah. a tough and son of can, a you, bitch. You can lump downhill mountain biking in with motocross. Yeah, yeah. No, he actually no. said that. What about downhill mountain biking and motocross guys? Yeah. And I thought for like one second, and I said, yep. Because I know you did the downhill mountain biking stuff. Stanaway used to do motocross at a pretty high level. Yep. And uh, I had another buddy that was professional when we were younger. He actually died on his street bike years oh, later. Oh. Uh, but just the, rea the reality unreasonably of those, tough, man. The reality of those sports is you have to accept that at some point you will be injured. Yeah. And even even the crashes that don't cause a actual injury, like a broke rib or something, like they still fucking hurt. Like you cannot crash a mountain bike at 20 miles an hour and go like, first of all, you have this thing between your legs that's made out of metal. So uh, your, your center of gravity gets all weird. And then you fall like with one leg under it, one leg on top of it and smash the leg under it. And then you have your handlebars jabbing you in the abdomen and rupturing, you know, internal organs or whatever the fuck. And I shouldn't say that. You guys I, talking I never, about my yeah, dick? Yeah, I never, I never ruptured an organ, but I, I would have these huge bruises like all over my uh, torso that I'd be like, man, maybe I should go get x-rayed in case my liver is like bleeding into my fucking body. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but bro, but I forget what I was going. The, 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 you're the going. Rest. You're saying to, to learn that in your 20s is is yeah. feasible. To learn that in your 40s is not feasible. No. And then you said, I bet jujitsu is very similar to where, like, yeah, bro, I got the gnarly fucking blue and purple belt days out of the way in my early 20s. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like those frantic rounds with seven. You know, like I can take seven spider monkey he energy and I can just turn it to one and be like, not today, dude. Yeah. But you had to go through that yeah. to, be able to, to yeah. be able to get Control to be able it. to take it to that. Yeah. You I know, seven. And he's normal. He normally is gentle. <laughs> dude, and he, he gave me a hard round. Well, it was the night I hurt my shoulder. <laughs> and I was like, holy fuck. It was like when you it's. I enjoyed it actually because I got to see what he can turn it up to, bro. And it was like, fuck. Kid. he is my favorite. He's like the when, nicest person for when people are visiting. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. When people yeah. are visiting, yeah. he's a wild card. And I'll never forget. Yeah. God, I you ever feel like Caesar and you just get a <laughs> yeah. you just get a, <laughs> seven <laughs> to the court. I always forget. I forget who the fuck said this to me. But someone was visiting the academy and they they rolled with him and he came up to me and goes, bro, that kid's a terrorist. <laughs> I said, dude, I've never, that's that's exactly who he is, dude. That's a perfect explanation of what he is on the mats yep. because he's usually yawning while you slap yeah. him bump. Yeah. Like yeah. eyes yeah, are kind bored. of squinting. I feel, he I'm looks assuming bored. He's fuck. Yeah. <laughs> looks like he's fucking Mowgli Mowgli yeah. after a fucking nine to five. Slap, <laughs> slap and bump. He looks like Mowgli after a bender. Yeah, dude. Bro, it's literally like, the, the slap, the yawn is still mid-yawn during the slap. The bump happens. <laughs> and you're getting tossed. And he gets, yeah. and it turns the switch to a Tasmanian devil on, dude. <laughs> yeah. And it's uh, a Tasmanian devil that 
has a gas tank that is yeah. as far as i know yeah. endless yeah. i've never seen dude, the end of his gas it's tank fucking wild. and it's like dude everybody's just like who the fuck is that guy <laughs> <laughs> dude but he moves well though yeah oh, like, he moves really he well he has a style yes he does like and that's what makes it interesting is when someone's like hey this person's a problem it's usually because they have a style that they just kind of go to but they nail it yeah it's, you know and it's fun to see people start from nothing and develop like style individualism yeah. and create a game and foster that and keep moving. But it's like that is it just progresses into a later game that you just identify him with. And you, dude, you just say Tasmanian devil. It's uh -huh. not seven. It's this is their game. And bro, he was one of our first students at a, as a 15 year old kid. And now he's 23. Like oh. he's been with us for eight years since yeah. the beginning, yeah. starting as a child. He's only 23. Oh. Yeah, dude. He's young, Shut man. Dude. And like, I know oh. I went for, I cornered his fight. I'm like, Hey, that's, let's go have a beer afterwards. He's like, I'm not 21. I I'm can't, like, what? <laughs> I thought you were like 45 second divorce, like seven kids by now. So, like I've known you for so long. You can't have a beer with me. You, but on, you know he's, I, not, he's not 33 no he's 23 okay. um so dude here is what makes Today, his style painful so we're gonna go down this is gonna become a jujitsu chronicles for a few minutes because uh. the reason why his style works so well he and i'm i'm, I'm i literally try and emulate this sometimes he has a zero percent concern of trying a new move and it going bad for him mm -mm. yeah zero against the deep. toughest dudes in the room yeah like Hey, I'm going with Daniel right now who mauls me, but I'm going to try and open up with a flying triangle. <laughs> and, and he's not just going to like dabble in it. He's going to commit to it. It's a hundred percent committal to a new move that is probably not going to work. And he doesn't care at all. And he's been doing that for eight years now. So now he's, he's comfortable being reckless. Most people aren't comfortable being reckless. It's a very interesting skill set that he's divided. Me included, man. I am comfortable when the when the game is in a realm that I have some type of control over. Regardless of where that's at. Once all right, now now you're in my world. I don't want to be in your world. I want you in my world. That's that's like all of grappling, right? Uh -huh, yeah. yeah. Seven is happy jumping back and forth. Yeah, no, his all systems yeah, but that's go. Let's fucking launch. He's comfortable with the scramble. He's comfortable with the scramble. He, that's what it, here's a move. Do the move. Well, you're going to get resistance during the move. So the more moves you can be like, this is resistance, new move. Now in different scramble, 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 yeah. scramble. So that's one he doesn't mind going in deep. Why do you think you throw a flying triangle? Because I want to get so fucking deep on you. Maybe you can get a hook, get your yeah. lapel, just yep. get anything and cause chaos. That's, the that's people one. that embrace chaos are unique. That's where wild styles like <laughs> come in. You're like, yeah. let's go. <laughs> yeah, dude. I bet I bet your guys's fucking rounds these days should probably be worthy of a pay per view fucking fee. Nah, you know, just hugging, just just <laughs> hugging. He's fun though, yeah. but it's like that's. But he's a hundred and like what but fifty pounds. You know what? And I've been thrown around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like exactly. what the fuck. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like it's crazy. I've been here long enough to see him as a little kid. I grew up no children. You were an adult. You were a I'm male a, adult, a male. <laughs> yeah, dude. 
But I'm like an only child. I've never had like brothers or sisters, but people and friends and people you do things and growing up with, I've seen that kid and wrestled him from being a youngster until like, it feels like almost 10 years. Yeah. Now, you know? Bro. And so it's like to see him grow and develop and get his own style. It's cool. You get to watch in like, just mesh with them developing their style and all your job is now is shutting them down <laughs> that's it but that's growth that's my resistance and yours that's why when we we're talking earlier about like people calling you names or checking you on the job that's what your job yeah. is is a person is to like check people and have resistance in your life what's your role don't get too arrogant don't get too sad come on live your life you're in this group you're in this you know this community but that's what checking is and we see this weird microcosm where you see kids develop into characters and men and fucking seven's married now i know you know oh, what man. i mean and it's like that was a boy i feel like that that my boy you're my boy blue yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i feel like getting to check people right like when you're checking white and blue belts the dial is met where they need to be met right mm -hmm. i feel like it's just socially acceptable purple belt and above i can turn it to 10 whenever i want to yeah. and that's your fault yeah. <laughs> like, yeah that's your fault for now having a purple belt yeah like there's no mercy how dare like, you yeah. put that around your waist and not get fucked <laughs> like i have i don't care who the fuck you are if you're one of my purple belts and i'm in the mood to take your fucking soul let's go dude like that's what it should be right you can't be like that with all the blue belts mm, not all angry and, angry blue belt and you got permission yeah and certainly not all the white belts, you know, but, no. but it's, it's more <laughs> yeah. of like, a, it's like you got to put on your fucking oven mitts and like handle them. Just kind of pat them down. There's some pressure. There's some pressure, but I'm not going to hurt you because <laughs> I don't want to get hurt either. Cause that's a fucking dangerous <laughs> yeah. mix is a white belt the, scorn. An, dude. an athletic, a young athletic white belt is hands down the most dangerous dude in the gym. Oh, that's, the, that's the rule number yes. one of Knee my, wreckers, dude. my like injury prevention program is I roll, <laughs> I pretty much roll with purple belts and above. Yeah. Even if it means I get beat up every round, you're getting I, beat I up I by get, technique. So not, I get, I get less injured. Yeah. Yoga, uh, cold plunge, staying away from white belts. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And we got it all right here <laughs> yeah. under one roof. Come train. Now we got. Like uh, have either have any of you guys done the the Sunday yoga yet? Yes, no. I, I did it the first day. Holy shit! And bro, like I, I, I meant to do it today. It's I Sunday. haven't put anything out yet because yeah. she hasn't yeah. decided what uh, if she's ready to commit to certain days or whatever, right? But we're gonna start incorporating some amount of yoga to the team. Good. And bro, like yeah. yoga yes. is yes. yoga meshes with grappling perfectly. Yes, it yes. It's it's bro. focusing on all those ranges of motion, not under tension. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like where grappling is the opposite. We, I, I have set a goal that I want to make purple belt, and then I may just completely go full yogi and never set foot on a mat again because I'm so tired of injuries. Yeah, bro. I've said the same thing as a black belt. I said there's gonna be a day when what's going to make more sense enjoying my last 10 years of, of life yeah. or just considering to hammer myself into fucking dust yeah. and feel miserable. I, I, I want to make that one goal line 
and then I'm probably going to just go do yoga and mobility. Well, bro, that, bro, here's the thing. Once you're a purple belt, you can just show up yeah. and just sit on the chair and critique yeah. people and not participate. Like, it's, 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 a, it's, it's like being a tab spec yeah, four. It's exa- <laughs> bro, purple belt is a tab spec four. hundred yeah. fucking percent, dude. Oh, yeah. Guys get their purple belt. Now they just want to roll. They start want to roll in at 701. Just want to get rounds in. Don't yeah. need to drill anymore. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's, a, that's yeah. funny, dude. Tab yeah. spec four. Like an, enough rank to where no one fucks with you anymore. Yeah, but, but no you still really don't either. know either. shit. Don't right? really, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I remember we used to say like, if if your pay chart could go up as tab spec four, like you still make the same amount of money as if you made it to e six e seven. Like what what are what are those ranks? You guys are talking about this shit, and for a guy like me, it's okay. Like, so when you are in Ranger Battalion, you are a private. If you do not have your Equate, ranger tab, equated to uh, belt promotion, white belts, privates, or white belts. Okay, right. You're new. You don't know shit. You show up, and the tab spec four is purple. A purple belt, right? You, you He's like, been around have, the block. You have privates yeah. that have been there six months, and they're senior privates who are getting ready to go to ranger school. Those are your blue belts. Blue belts. Yeah, yeah. kind of helping people along, right? But the the you have to go through ranger school. That's part of, if you want to stay in the Ranger Regiment, they have to send you to U.S. Army Ranger School, right? Yeah. Once you go through Ranger School and you come back to Ranger Regiment, nobody fucks with you anymore. That's okay. your that's yeah. your blessing. Like, and, and you make you've been that, signed off. You're you've a been signed warrior. off. You're yeah. here now. The next rank above Private First Class is Specialist, so you're you're immediately promoted to Specialist. So you're getting stripes. No, not stripes. No, it's it's the so, last it's the last rank before you get stripes. Okay. And so it's a non leadership promotion. No, so I mean stripes is on a belt, on a white belt, on a blue. No, no, belt. no. Your purple belt when you tab spec four now. You're okay. your purple belt. Yeah. So you have you have been blessed off as fully qualified, mm-hmm. but you do not have any responsibility. So do people talk a bunch of shit about those people? No, it's no. considered it's considered the best job in the US Army. Okay, so that's why you're always like, be a purple belt. I'll be a purple belt be a purple for the rest belt. of my life. Yeah, because, dude, <laughs> okay. a tab spec four, uh, to tell you the truth, we probably excelled at becoming actual rangers as, as tab, tab spec, spec fours force. because the only thing we had to worry about was Myself. morning PT and yep. fucking how many runs we got in the shoot house today. Yep. And it wasn't all the stress of, are the floors clean? Did I mop yeah. the, did I do the fucking beauty bark? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You know, it's like, once you're task spec four, I can worry about being a ranger. Yes. You yeah, know, that, that's when the real, I'm going to become a killer. Yeah. That's when the real rangering started and you get to, and you also get to start doing some of the specialties like breaching or, you know what I mean? Or some guys go to sniper section. Um, yeah, it's it's sort of like you've you've paid your initial dues or gone through your initiation, your initial education, and now you're ready to to go a little deeper. Yeah, and that, that's pur- so purple belt is that. Yeah, no, and and I would say, or I should say, you've proved you can hang with the big boys, and you're ready to like step into that level of of um, what do you want to call it, operation or, or performance. And then as soon as as soon as you're a tab spec four. And I learned this the hard way. You're you're eligible for promotion whenever the fuck they want to, <laughs> you know? Because you know, we, I think I was only a tab spec four for nine months. Yeah, it was short, we man. Were, it was fast to E five. And um, I've told the story on the podcast a bunch, but 
Lieutenant Sadler just called me into his office when we were in Afghanistan or into yeah. his tent. You're promoted to Sergeant Anderson. I don't want to be Sergeant. I don't care. <laughs> we're in Afghanistan. There's something called a combat promotion. I can do whatever I want. There's something called a combat promotion. Fuck. Yeah. Just like yeah. that, you know? Yeah. And then all of a sudden you have the responsibilities. Of then you're the team yeah, leader. That yeah, fast, yeah. That fast. At 21 years old. Yeah. I look at 21 year olds in here now and feel like they're children. I had a, and uh, we were leading 21 year olds are children. But bro, I was leading. We were, we were leading patrols in Afghanistan. Life like, or death situations. As an E6. As 21. As an E6. And just for, for Rangers listening, because they'd be like, you weren't leading patrols. You were a team leader. Fuck, like we weren't. In Afghanistan, we E5. had the autonomy to be able to pull, yeah, yeah. To oh, pull our teams and patrol alone. A fire team. Like, I could, take, I could take my team and a gun team and say, I'm going to go set yeah. in a fucking uh, yeah. early a patrol base. Cool. The early days were cool. And they'd say, have fun. Yeah. You know? At 21, dude. That's fucking <laughs> That's, that's fucking what nuts. it's always been. Yeah. That's You're right, though. That is Vietnam, what it's always been, that's dude. That's Korea. That's yep. World yeah. War II. It is always young, the young yeah, It's even men. younger than that, dude. Yes. Yeah. You know? But that's what war is usually fought with. There's not a lot of 40-year-olds. Boys, ready? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take a nap first. Yeah, but this is what I thought about. I was thinking about this the other day because... What would it take for me to raise my right hand and say, I, I'm going to lead the charge against the enemy of this nation, right? If something, if something was so egregious and I'm not saying like either internal conflict or external conflict, like whatever picture you want to paint, if anyone at this table said, Hey, we need to draft the fucking young men. Cause we need this. We'd lead the charge ourselves first. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like I would no, never, no, no, no. I would never feel I, comfortable calling to send young men Greg, to war reason, if reason, I wasn't willing to go. Yeah, the myself. only reason I dude, still keep myself in shape and I showed up at a jujitsu gym in the first place is I still think I need to fight one more. I think I, bro, th I think there's 100%. one more coming, and I think I need to be able to fight it. Yeah, uh, no, I, it's, it's I agree with you, bro. Because my kids aren't ready, Oof. and I have I have a son who is very defiant and drives me up a fucking wall and every once in a while he makes me smile to myself and i think you know what when i'm too fucking old and decrepit to do this this motherfucker is going to be john connor yeah because he does not take he does not take direction from anything or anybody isn't that our goal as parents like yeah. that's our sons should be fucking yeah. leader of the resistance yeah, yeah. Every yeah. single fucking one yeah. of them dude yeah so when when i'm when i'm about to pull my hair out i always remember this is the kid who's going to lead some sort of resistance someday. Um, so kind of playing off of that about how like our leaders are never, it's very easy to sit in some auditorium and fucking raise your hand to send the fucking military off to war. Like that doesn't take any courage. Yeah. Right. No, no. And they know it, that it doesn't take any courage. They sure act like it, though. Oh, of course they do, you know, <laughs> until January 6th. You know, yeah. I, yeah. I'm going to call a ceasefire from fucking Chicago. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? God, dude. Why don't you ceasefire in your own goddamn city yeah. before your fucking ceasefire and fucking... But, dude, if... It, so you see I, that fucking shit? I oh text Andy for sell. I said, bro, when you're president, something that we need to get legislated is this when Congress declares war for any reason that their names go into a big old fucking drum yes, and five of them 
have to be deployed to the front lines during the duration of the war. I'm not even saying you got to be a door kicker because I'm not expecting you to go, but you need to be the liaison that is on the front lines of the battlefield as the liaison back to Americans, because you voted and said, it's so important. Your daughters and your sons are may necessarily have to give their lives for this. That's how important it is. Why wouldn't you want to be on the front lines? That's incredibly reasonable. 100%. Five. That doesn't seem very reasonable. That's exceptionally reasonable. If, if it's important to you, go. I, yeah, and I actually think, like, if I was one of those congressmen that's like, send them to war, I'd be like, I want, hey, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah take one name out I of the drum. Take my name yeah. out of the drum because I want to be one of the five. Yeah. And I don't want to deploy and leave my family. I did that for a decade of my life. But if I were to say, yes, yes our young kids have to go to this, but I'm not going to go. That's where everything fell apart, dude. That's where it all, like leadership versus military leadership since the fucking, the Neanderthal times until what? World War II. The generals were in the shit, bro. They were, they were mixing it up. They were on the, they were present on the battlefield. Yeah. And bro, like you can't run a battlefield. Kings, Kings had to lead their armies in battle. Dude, and sometimes it was even like, no, 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 don't. And they're like, you don't get it. Like, this is how I gain the respect of the men, you know? And now people just fucking, I've said it a million times, we've let the weakest, most incapable insects of society (laughs) somehow fucking weasel their way in to controlling the men at this table. Because all of a sudden it's power yeah it's changing it's though. just power you can, you can feel it changing <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden you're, you're, the not, wind to go. you're yeah. you're not allowed to grab somebody by the fucking throat and tell them fuck you i know i know what the fuck hey, is dude, chance which is what we've done since, since the dawn of time since the time we were insects if i could pick like, up a bigger rock you're fucked <laughs> and now i don't know i've seen that, william wallace that's gone away that's gone should've away should have remembered, remembered the rocks, rocks. <laughs> yeah. i, I should have but dude like, hey but uh, guess again. what that motherfucker who picked up the big rock best fucking friend dude we needed him you jordan, need jordan you're our angus you I'll fucking need, pick up that big rock <laughs> throw it at my head i'll fucking rape you i say it all the time in relation to the mats on the mats everybody knows where everybody's at I know what kind of a round I'm going to get with you and you and you and everybody else. And they know what kind of round they're going to get with me. And because we all know each other, we've, we don't have to pick up rocks anymore. No, we did it out there. Yeah. And now win, lose or draw, just knowing where everybody stands is like, ah, cool. (laughs) Ah, it's relaxing, dude. Right. And we have taken that out of society. Like you said, whoever can pick up the biggest rock, like fuck you. Right. Yeah. We want that as humans. We want to feel, we want to know where we're at in the pecking order, where we fit into the niche. It's a good feeling, man. Yeah. But that's what those motherfuckers in the middle of traffic that are giving you the bird and fucking <laughs> yeah. like stomping on their brakes. If they're trying to figure it out and they don't, and they think they, but they think, they, they yeah, think you're right. that's it. I know. They think, guess what? I'm the big dick. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, if I fucking drag you out of your car, you're fucking dead. <laughs> I had a little bro. Indian guy, a little fucking Indian motherfucker, <laughs> fucking 
Like, like, hey, guess what? It's not a fucking asker light. It's an indicator light. And I'm fucking coming over, motherfucker. And I fucking merge. I merge left because guess what? I'm not going 405 south. I'm going fucking I-5 north. Yeah. And I'm not changing my fucking direction. Yeah. So I get over in this cocksucker. Just is like, ah, don't honk at a man oh unless you're willing to fight my him. My God. That's my oh rule my in my God. car. I shouldn't have done it. And I fucking, to this day, this was like a year and a half ago. I'm fucking still fired up. <laughs> I shouldn't have fucking stopped. I should have plowed this motherfucker. But he gets over. He fucking starts giving me the lights, the light show behind me and fucking yeah. honking all the whole shit. That's it's like, Indian dude, shit, you motherfucker, I've, I've been here since. I left my house at 5 a.m. Yeah. I'm trying to get home. <laughs> I'm, just trying fucking, to go, I'm just trying to go home. I'll yeah. kill a guy. Yeah. And he fucking does that whole thing. And it's like, there's plenty of room. I get over. Falling he's, Michael he's, Douglas. I'm falling down. He yeah. speeds up the whole nine. Then he gets around me, gets in front of me, brake checks. Oh. Me. Oh, and, I, and I thought for one brief think, second, I go, just hit him. Yeah. Just hit him. Yeah. Get him on the side of the road. Get yep. this motherfucker to stop. Yep. And I regret I didn't. Yeah. I regret a hundred percent I didn't because be this, jail, this cocksucker does this. He hits his oh no, it would have been worth it. it if I would have fucking done this <laughs> to this day. That's why I love Jordan. To this bro. day, I feel like you fucked up in this if this opportunity pre presents itself again. I'm fucking doing it, <laughs> bro. Yeah. I've, I've had, I didn't. I didn't have the forethought of this. Like so this, this, just hit so him, this just is hit what him. we. This is what I want you to start doing. Pull out your phone, take a picture of his license plate, and then we do our homework, and then they go on the list. They, no, then he made yeah. the list, bro. Because Eight, six seven five. Bro, <laughs> 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 I'm gonna tell you this right now. I'm gonna tell you this right now. This is probably. Uh, too much information for the podcast, but Mike Kozak got me stoned. So, um, <laughs> no part of just putting hey, just putting people on the list gives me a little closure. Oh, it dude, it feels so yeah. good, hey, bro. Because I have a list. So do I. Everybody does. And I've a had lot of my foreman around. I've it. had people fuck me <laughs> over in the last couple of years. To where like it's not, there's not two sides to this argument. You just eh, I'm gonna fuck this guy over. Yeah. Now you're on the list. All right, and guess what? Here's the beauty of it: the list, for all intents and purposes, is a Christmas list for yeah. cards until yeah. the apocalypse. Then it change. Then the list contents or context it changes. And by that time, so there, if you're getting a Christmas is, card from the Andersons, <laughs> <laughs> watch the fuck out. Yeah. Stand by, motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm not giving you my new address, but bro, just having that little piece of my heart saying, "Ah, the motherfuckers on the list." Yeah. Yeah, I can, be, conquer, I can be at ease knowing what might potentially be his future. Yeah, this yeah. guy stuck his hand out the window. Did he give you the patience thing? No, he, yeah, he, patience. Rubbed, he, he rubbed his fingers together. That's, yeah, the oh, is that what that is? Patience. Oh, I thought it was like, hey, it's fuck you, and it's like, hey, have patience. Hey, I thought it was yeah. like, hey, pay me money. No, 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 no it's no, like, no. oh, fuck, oh, like, oh, it's fuck. fuck. I should have fucking reared that motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> next time. I put him in the goddamn grave. <laughs> fucking I five south or I five north to where it turns into four hundred five south. Uh, dude, just when wait I see there. You just fucking... wait there until you see his car again. Yeah, I'm just gonna throw rocks from the overpass. Oh, but, there he is, dude. It, and I've already told the stories about I've had a couple road rage incidents that actually escalated to physical violence, 
and it always feels so good. Like it feels, it feels natural. Like that guy drove up and flipped you off and I flipped him off back. He said, pull over and I punched him in the face and bro, <laughs> yeah. it feels uh, right. And it feels natural. Like my dad and I got in a road rage. <laughs> 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 when I was, when I was like I said, 16, over, motherfucker, 16 he did. 17, some guy followed us on an off ramp. Yeah. Uh gets over he thought my dad cut him off he my dad pulls into a fucking little deli mart fucking whatever that i'm getting out getting delivered to my fucking buddy's houses the neighborhood and some guy gets out of his truck he boxes in and all of a sudden i see my dad fucking rip off his seatbelt because i had no clue what was going on i was yeah. just i'm in the passenger seat I'm he's like <laughs> he's like oh shit that dude i cut off is right behind me now <laughs> no he didn't well whatever fuck, it doesn't matter my dad gets out and he's like fuck this rips himself out and i'm fucking i'm 16 17 so a full-grown man already, I've been, actually. I, Probably I, 200 pounds. I, I, I'm, one, I'm 189. Okay. I'm 189, and I'm fucking ready to rape a guy. <laughs> and, uh, my dad gets out, fuck this, rips his seatbelt off, and all of a sudden this guy in a truck pulls up behind us and boxes us in so my dad can't get out. And he's like, what's up, motherfucker? And it's like, oh, shit. Dad's like, this is, I, oh, we're getting into it. <laughs> And I thought you didn't know your dad was a what's up motherfucker type of guy. Oh no, I knew. <laughs> I knew. My dad was fucking ready to go. And he sees this guy and he's like, let's fucking go. So all of a sudden the fucking guy like is and just start talking shit. And this is this posturing shit and then there's fucking Did the dude get out? He got out. No, oh, they're, they're, they, it's they, go time. they get they get like to where, <laughs> like, to where I'm, like, I'm like, this shit's gonna pop off. Oh my god, oh my god. And the guy's like, fuck you, fuck you. And my dad's no. like, my and my we after talking to, about this to my dad, he was like, I just thought like I'm with my kid. I want to see how he's gonna do. What what's he gonna do? And I'm like, I'm just fucking ready to watch a fight. And then <laughs> all of a sudden, all of a sudden, like the guy fucking's like, fuck you, fuck you. And my dad's like, there's fucking cameras everywhere. I got my, all my kids here, like this whole fucking thing. And the guy gets in his car and he goes to drive off. And my dad, like the guy's like, you took it like a bitch. And he was like, I'm still standing here, motherfucker. And all of a sudden, and the guy fucking runs at my dad. And my dad just drops and fucking just rips him one. And just, like, this guy's like, oh, And then as soon as it was like, oh, fuck, I grabbed this guy and fucking threw him over the hood of the truck car. I was like, get the fuck out of here. And it was like this big, like, and all of a sudden throw him off. And he, yeah. he's like, oh. Okay, and you can tell my dad, who, <laughs> okay, okay. he didn't want to fuck around, and it was like, oh, shit, and he jumped back in his car, and he's like, fuck you, and fucking drives off, and I was just like, looked over at my dad, and he was like, you good? Like, are we going to, like, have have fun, <laughs> like, so, getting, have a good day. We're getting burgers or what? Yeah, 100%. It was just like, oh, my God, and then, yeah. like, it's having a moment, because the guy realized I just fucking talked some shit, pulled over, and this Man and his son are gonna fucking rape me, <laughs> yeah. and I gave him a way out. I was a George, nice kid. You keep saying raping. raping. Yeah, There's a lot of rape lot of, of other people. Very, very rapey in here. It was a. Uh, you have road rape. <laughs> road. Well, and it road also rape. another man. That's road the rape thing with I'm another realizing. man. This I'm is bad, sorry. dude. Yeah, but that's because <laughs> if road they want to get fucked by you, <laughs> that's their problem. Yeah. But if they don't, <laughs> if they don't want to get fucked by you, uh, now it's really their problem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, never mind. Uh, no, that's he was like, gonna get hurt. That's I when I was gonna uh, hurt him when uh, really hard. 
Oh, Frank. What's his name? <laughs> UFC heavyweight champion. Mir? Mir. When Frank Mir. Snapped that guy's arm? Ro- no, when he rolled with Damian Maya. He goes, dude, I'm a black belt world champion. Human Heavy, Heavyweight black belt world champion, Frank, Frank uh, Mir. He goes, I didn't know that that level of jiu-jitsu existed. He could hold me down and butt fuck me if he wanted to. And I couldn't, I couldn't stop it. Yeah. yeah. Well, so it's a, it's the ultimate level of yeah. <laughs> humiliation. Checks out. Like, dude, <laughs> if I can kick your ass, that's one thing. If I can hold you down and rape you. I remember. Well, I mean, that's what I feel like as well. <laughs> so so I, I just get where your fixation thank comes you, thank on. You, I'm thank you. I'm on your team. Thank you. Yeah. I would have raped that motherfucker. <laughs> Mira was an animal. I remember going to the UFC live event at one of the bars, and it was Mir versus Brock Lesnar. And when he the one he lost or the one he won when he won it the first oh, knee time bar. when he got that heel hook or knee bar yeah. or whatever he got on him, dude, the bar went nuts because it was like this freak show WWF guy is going to enter, you know? Yeah. And so many people were like, oh, because casual fans were that person at the time yeah like it was an underground that was a good things. time to be watching yes. fights but i'll yes. tell you this too man because like fun. for all the people that were like lesnar is just a wwe guy He's dude, cool, dude it wasn't fucking diamond lesnar dallas was a page fucking savage That's yeah what i'm saying a, a high high level fucking collegiate standout grappler yeah and now he's making millions of dollars doing something else. But make no mistake, that's fighting, dude. Yeah. You know, how many guys in the early, like, fucking Matt Hughes, Mark Coleman, like, there was an army of just wrestlers had a lot of fucking success. Oh, yeah. You know? Just background. Absolutely. A fucking Lesnar, like... <laughs> It was at Minnesota. He went to. He wrestled in yeah, Minnesota, so. dude. They found him at some fucking random tournament, and he fucked up some like national champion or something. Oh, and they were just like, "Holy shit!" They looked across the gym, and you see this fucking like freak of an athlete, or just he looked like a fucking. He looked like a bull. Uh-huh, like yeah, yeah. The, the muscle of that motherfucker. He looked like a bull, and he just was ripping somebody apart. <laughs> and they're like, "Holy shit!" And there's there's talk of him coming back as always. What do you think? I mean, fuck, he's a, he's as old as me, right? Yeah, Over but do you, you don't. Hey, dude, forty three. Go to Japan. Do it's, it on that. Go to go to something where you promote. Not it. as good as he once was, but yeah. as good once as he ever was. I want a Brock no. Lesnar at. It's, see, that's the nice thing about fighting, though. It's like if you kind of learn MMA, you can learn striking and you can learn grappling and you can learn the areas that you like to grow and find your own little paths and stuff. And if you could take a Brock Lesnar and give him an MMA background and yeah. let him blossom, it's like that's how you create a real Her athlete. Daughter. But where is the money for those athletes? It's in either theater, like a Brock Lesnar, which is also he has to work out hard for it, or it's real sports. And money is not involved with fighting. Well, like boxing has money. But the rest of real fighting doesn't have money in it. Uh, yeah, unless so don't get promoted much. You have unless great you are like upper 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 echelon. Yeah, you have top, to be the top top one percent yeah. of the one percent. Yeah. yeah, and then you got a couple guys making what a million a fight or something now. 
Yeah, still, Dude, yeah, that, boxing. I mean, it, it how much equate. did Conor McGregor oh, make for fighting? Um, how many? How many fighters? Mayweather, a hundred grand yes. or million? How many? Hundred million? How many fighters do you know that have fucking actually gotten their fucking teeth kicked in? Couple for three hundred bucks, bro. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah. Like, Dude, there's no longer. We used to fight at the fucking uh, <laughs> the armory, the ever armory. <laughs> For no bucks. Yeah. Just for fucking, yeah. Free drinks. Fucking crazy. Well, dude, we're at two and a half hours. So we're going to wrap this up. <laughs> right. Bet well, you didn't know that. Yeah. That I one. feel like we should just keep going. People are just going to fucking keep listening and listening and listening. But uh, I wanted to have you fuckers on. So I'm glad we did it. We should get more high next time, though. Right. Let's just we'll right out of the gates. We'll set a goal. <laughs> just get ridiculous right out of the fucking gates. Called it. Um, feel like all right, I'll put all your shit in the show notes below so everyone can find your podcast because it's a lot of this. You guys have fun and fucking pound oh, beers and shit. Most shit. episodes, it's right? Just no, banter. no, never, no, never, 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 never. Well, the gym smells like beer every time after We're you record. Scholar. <laughs> Scholars. <laughs> all right, thanks, guys. Thank you, Greg.